Hello, and welcome to episode 120 of Gaming Fix on this May 9th, 2020. I'm your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite 90s anime. I am joined today by Alex. Uh, I can't pull a 90s anime other than Legend of the Galactic Heroes right now. Isn't that 80s? Uh, it ended in 97. Okay, we'll accept it. Allison? Uh, let's see, trying to like figure out my like oldest or weirdest anime pull. Uh, you should watch like super old, like super old shoujo anime, like The Rose of Versailles, which is like very good, but yeah. also yeah. extremely like shoujo archetype of like flowers and bubbles and everything. That sounds like something they would have called a Gundam Wing movie, like Endless Waltz, Rose of Versailles, that like that would have fit right in there, I think. Uh, also joining us, Pat. I think you should watch the 8th Mobile Suit team, speaking of Gundams. Which one's it? MS8 Mobile Suit? Is that what it uh, is? Yeah, it's Mobile Suit Gundam, the 08th MS team. I think um, I watched that one and I was confused. Maybe it was the the source I was watching it from, but like the first episode was also the last episode because I watched it and then <laughs> I got through and I was like, wait, this episode, I watched this episode already. It was the first one. Uh, I don't. There was like a cabin may... and some kids. I think it I, was like a bad source. Yeah, I think you had a bad source. I don't recall that being in the way it worked. It was weird. But uh, yeah, that's a that's good. That's a good anime. That's that's a that's a good uh, 90s anime. And also joining us, the birthday boy, Ooh. Sam Harrison. Only 300 Happy episodes to go, lads. birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Boy well, Scouts can't sue us. The top of Alex's head. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> He's said if we get to like 420 years, I've never seen your head. <laughs> he wants to see he wants to see your head on episode 420 or before we get to it. And I That's thought that was very funny cuz it just occurred it had never occurred to me. Neither? I had never thought about that actually. Yeah. Huh. Sorry everyone. I've ruined it for you. No. No, it's not ruined. Well, doesn't now, ruin now it doesn't ruin it. It's like thinking about adds like some intrigue. But it's not, I mean, I need, now I need to, we crossed Andre off the list because I've seen Andre's nipples. So uh, (laughs) I need to come up with like a non, a non sexual organ body part for everyone to see. That's weird. What are you trying to say about my nipples? Uh, I don't know. He's saying they're not sexual. I don't, I don't mean to offend you, but like I need to, I need to know my nipples. At some point I need to see like, I don't know. Have I ever seen? I don't know if I've ever seen Allison's elbow. What? Uh, Usually wear longer sleeves. See, look, done. We got a a weenus on screen, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Episode 120. This is great podcasting content that nobody can see. Everyone, you just heard Allison's weenus. I haven't left the house for anything other than groceries or to pick up takeout in like two months at this point. I'm very tired and pick up takeout broke my brain for a second. I don't know why. 
that's what you do with it. Pick it, yeah. pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Okay, what are we talking about? We talk about eighth mobile suit team. No, yeah. this week the series is set uh, in Universal actually, Century 079. This is gonna be different than usual as we're just gonna talk about a whole lot of news in just a minute because a lot happened this week. It's a news heavy week. Not all of it bad, some of it some of it good, some of it eh. Some of it weird. <laughs> yeah, some of it weird. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Um, but uh, I wanted to talk about a game real quick before we get to that because it's a limited time demo. It's available until the May 13th, I believe. Cool. Uh, let's, let me double check that real quick. May 13th, Ghost Runner, available on Steam. Uh, y'all like cyberpunk stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, I do. How about how do you feel about Mirror's Edge? Good Pretty game. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Can you edit your genitals? Like, uh, not Sam- Ninja swords katana. Wait, ninja. Uh, not not the streamer. The oh. uh, <laughs> the I was gonna say you assassins katana. Okay, katana are good. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, Spider Man. No, you don't like Spider Man. <laughs> I know this group. Uh, so <laughs> Ghost Runner is a is a lot of those things I just mentioned. Uh, it's like a cyberpunk Blade Runner esque world with uh, Mirror's Edge like mechanics with uh, like parkour, jumping over stuff, running on walls, and assassiny ninja type killing people where you like slice them in half and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. There's a demo out now on Steam uh, where you can play maybe like the first level of the game you can play it as much as you want it's very neat uh i would highly suggest it's supposed to come out later this year and it it looks it's it's sick as hell i think there are some problems with it uh being like an early demo and like look at the game mainly that it you can only play at 60 frames per second which Um, with a game that runs this fast is unfortunate I'm looking but, at it right now. They unlocked the FPS. Yesterday. Oh, that's good. Because yeah. everyone has a like, field of view slider. Yeah. Everyone was like, yo, the FPS needs to be up. And they're like, we'll consider it. Uh, last I looked, uh, <laughs> oh, that was like two days ago. So yesterday, it's good to see that they unlocked it. Yeah. Um, I uh, pulled this game up and the developers are playing it on Steam right now. And they're broadcasting. And it is like, I am entranced by this gameplay. It's uh, so fast. You're... Uh, so you've basically got a sword out the whole time and you're running around this cyberpunk city and there are people with guns who are trying to shoot you. It's one hit kill with the guns. Um, so that can be a little annoying, but you've got the ability to hit like shift, I think is what you hit and it'll slow down time and give you the ability to like strafe left or right in midair. And then, so you can like slow down time, start to strafe as they fire their gun and then when you let off shift, you'll like zoom towards them uh, or zoom forwards, whatever direction you're facing. So then you can just kill them real quick. Uh, it feels really slick, really cool. Uh, like I said, the only thing, only complaint I had was the frame rate before. But if they've unlocked that, then it probably feels really good at this point. It looks like Titanfall kind of. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. There's I, a little bit of that. So I From the wall running and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I pulled up some info about it because I hadn't heard much about it. And one of the developers is 3D Realms. Yes, I saw I noticed that on the uh 
That's, like the that's weird splash screen. I was like, 3D realms, what the hell? The yeah, hell I didn't know. Since Duke Nukem? Uh, yeah, I forgot that they existed, honestly. Uh, and the grappling hook is pretty cool. Uh, it's very linear. Uh, like you're basically just running, not straight, but pretty, um, you're pretty limited in what the zones are. Um, but there are like options for solving like each combat arena. Like you can take different paths and stuff through them. Uh, and so to it's, be it's honest, with cool. the, with a game kind of with game like that where it's uh, a lot of um, navigation and kind of mirrors edgy type thing, I feel like that's that's not terrible. Is that yeah. it, that it's kind of that it's more crafted. Yes, more but, Mirror's Edge um, 1 than yeah. Mirror's Edge 2, a catalyst. Right, so, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, and one of the weakest parts of Mirror's Edge, in my opinion, is the combat. How does the combat in this feel? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all one-hit kills, at least in the demo. Yeah, Maybe right. later in the game they develop some more uh, complex uh, stuff. Right, but so is, it like, is it all your katana, or do you ever get other stuff? Like, Can you get environmental interactions to like murder stuff a la... Not, like, not in this demo. Okay, like uh, this demo, dogs this demo <laughs> I finished this demo in like eight minutes. Uh, I cool. think the speed run is like three minutes. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, yeah. And, so it's, 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 it's more of like a, hey, this game's cool, rather than like... Oh. Uh, like representative of everything you do in the game, but could, could one call it an amuse bouche? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It's, uh, uh, so and yeah. So like I said, the demo is limited time. It's only until uh, May thirteenth. So check it out on Steam. It's it's a neat thing. I, I'm looking forward to playing this later this year, uh, just because it moves quick. It's uh, and like the running and stuff feels really good. Uh, I like the aesthetic. Going to release later this year, so yeah, it's going to be the only game to release later this year. The only cyberpunk game to release later this year, especially (laughs) for real. Uh, Can you? uh, Does it? How much of a character customization does it have? This demo is not like it's. Oh god, it's very Mirror's Edge. We're just like I'm I'm making a joke about. That's why I'm saying uh, genital customization. (laughs) Maybe in the final version. Yeah, be, that's why I didn't mm-hmm. want to go too deep some, on that. There's some really intense um, dismemberment tech in this, no, so maybe they'll that. have some ridiculous gen- genital dismemberment tech. I don't oh, know. God, I hope not. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's Ghost Runner, uh, all one word, on Steam. Uh, cool. I don't know if it's coming to anything else later this year. PS4 right maybe, play it. I think. It said, like, it, maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I think it's PS4, Xbox, maybe. <laughs> I can't imagine wanting to play this with a controller, to be honest. Uh, I, I cannot either, just because <laughs> it's so fast. Yeah, like, looking at this footage. Oh, people play stuff what? on other things. It's supposed but, to be coming to Switch. Like, weird. Like, I would what? not want to play this on Switch. Uh, I kind of look you want to get it on Switch. <laughs> get them where they live. I would, uh, I would not. But hey, uh, whatever floats your boat. Totes your goat. Uh, have fun. <laughs> so also, develop, the 3D Realms has been uh-huh. busy covering the numerous fucking debacles from that Void Point studio that made that Ion Fury game. That oh, came yeah. out on PS4 this they week, They published that game, and that game first had the whole naming issues because they called it yeah. Ion Maiden and got sued. Yep. And then the yeah. developers were super transphobic and sexist and yep. horrible. And then 3D Realms had to fucking c- apologize and cover for them. Mm-hmm. Uh 
which oh, yeah. I don't necessarily hold 3d realms as responsible for that. Cause it was all stuff that came out in like a discord channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot so, uh, about that. 3d realms has been busy just dealing with, uh, cleaning up development partners, shittiness. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully the devs for ghost runner are not super shitty. Uh, <laughs> one can never know. No, it's true. Put that quote on the back really of the box. Cool. I Anymore, saw, I assume that every developer is yeah. shitty. I saw <laughs> that. I know otherwise. I found out about this game just from a random tweet where I saw like three seconds of a video clip. I was like, I need to go play this right now. Um, so if you see Ghost Runner, I think you'll also feel a similar yeah. way because it's I'll just, check it out. It's real it out slick this afternoon. It, it, is, it is visual takes, catnip. It takes ten ish minutes of your time to play through, and more. Yeah, if you I'll wanna. probably try to play it this weekend because it looks very cool. Is there yeah. a known release date? No, at least not on the Steam page. Yeah. Uh, so planned release date twenty twenty. So it's supposed to be this year, but when exactly this year? Who knows? Sick. Yeah. Sick. Uh, and with that. We're gonna we're just gonna move right on into the news. <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> a hell of a lot of stuff happened this week, and we've played a lot of old games and mostly old games. I did check out the Fortnite thing, but we just don't have time to talk about it. So, yeah. uh, well, what, it was cool. Would you do it again? Yes, okay, knowing that it actually was live. Gone in, isn't it? Um, well, one of them was, I knew the Travis Scott thing was going to be pre-recorded, and that was super cool because it was, uh, deeply, like super high, like there's a lot of production behind that. Like you go to space at one point in mm-hmm. that thing. Mm-hmm. So that was cool that it was pre-recorded this thing. At first I thought it was recorded and it would have been super shitty if it had been recorded. Cause it was just video on a screen, but knowing that it was actually live, um, they just rolled you back to the beginning when you joined a game, but it was like still happening live. You were just like behind the, the live thing Um, that it was cool. I would do it again. I I wonder if that was on purpose or if that was like a unforeseen bug or something. I don't don't think it was a bug. It was timed to when I joined a match. It's it like started it up. Um, They probably just start you from the beginning because um, they want you to see the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but, but it seems like a good opportunity to make like uh, appointment gaming. Like, oh, if you yeah, want to see I this, see you got to be here on time. And they do like the rebroadcast, and it would suck for people who can't play. But it'd be cool to do. Like, I don't know actual I live mean, thing. Certainly, I don't mean to minimize. There are definitely people in the world that can't that don't mm-hmm. have access to like any computing device and don't have clean water. So like I'm not at all trying to belittle that like it is a, it is an extreme privilege to have a computer, but if you have anything that can do computer things, you probably can get into Fortnite at this point. Oh yeah. It's on everything. But I mean, you know, maybe you time zones. Yeah. Time zones, uh, whatever. Um, I know that they are doing a rebroadcast tomorrow, which you know, then it's not live, so it's not as cool. But time-wise, is always going to be a thing, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and a, if we're not in a pandemic, people have work. People have right you know, obligations. This might be a like extreme deep cut, but is Fortnite the new Satellaview? <laughs> and I don't know. Uh, in a sense, I think yes. Uh, I think there's deeper conversations to have about the structure of how 
their event space that they're working on works. And that's the thing that I think is more um, a more complicated issue than like bottom line things works. also fuck dead mouse. I don't know why they thought it was a good idea to have dead mouse on that thing. His set was garbage <laughs> and that's he sucks. So he I like his music. He used a lot. to be Sword, so yeah, he used to be so cool. <laughs> I saw him several years ago, and he was phenomenal live. Um, that was before he had his heating ga- heated gaming moment and threw a giant fucking temper tantrum on Reddit. Uh, I, I didn't know that Dead Mouse had had a heated gaming moment. Oh, oh it was significant. He, he said something sp- particularly homophobic on a stream that was pointed at another person and then Twitch suspended and banned him. And then he went on Reddit and wrote this tirade about how it was like censorship and like suppressing his free speech or whatever. And he was like, what I said was super toxic and I'm not actually homophobic. And I would never say that to some, to to imply that a like general homophobia or whatever, it was a heated moment. And it's like, dude, (laughs) is that, is that the origin of heat and gaming moment? No, no, in fact, no. Uh, that was, was I believe origin, PewDiePie. But no, um, it's uh, it's just yeah. It's, it's, anyway, I, I, the first people I heard saying it were Waypoint, and I'm like, where's that actually? Where's uh, it from? Who said it first? Uh, it was just people talking about like, oh, it was a heated moment. People like defending it, basically say, oh, it was a heated moment. So that's where it ended up coming from. Dylan Francis and Steve Aoki uh, were very good. And Dead, the second half of Dead Mouse's set was good because he just pushed play and then it played all of his best music. The first half was really boring, and then the second half he took the helmet the, the helmet off for a second, which he doesn't do very often, um, and then like pumped his fist and then pushed a button and then all of his old songs that are good started playing. He was <laughs> it was like a okay. time once. Didn't you say like Steve Aoki started and his mic was muted? Yeah, so that's why that's what made me realize that it was actually live. And maybe it was an elaborate trick from Epic to like make it seem live. I don't know. That's totally possible. But um, yeah, when Steve Aoki started his he started he talked into the mic to say hello and it was dead um, or like muted, not dead. But his mic was muted in his mixer. Uh, And then about five minutes later, he like said hello again after someone told him that it was it was (laughs) not on. Um, but yeah, they seemed into it. It was good. Their sets were good. Uh, Tim Sweeney I'm not a- just blowing up Steve Aoki's phone. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. <laughs> uh, Dylan Francis's set in particular was quite good. I've seen him live and was not a huge fan of when I saw him live, but his his Fortnite set was pretty pretty good. Okay. Well, when next year when all the music venues have closed down, you can still know that Fortnite. Will don't have say that. all the hottest uh, uh, musical a acts. Nightmare. Yeah, I really would like to see them do something um, more geared for, um, I guess, adults, but not like because it's explicit. Just like I would love to see. Yeah, I'm I don't like, know. You want Fleetwood Mac in Fortnite? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, God, that you kind of shot higher than I like Fleetwood Mac, but uh, my cousin I'm is thinking, in uh, one of the best Fleetwood Mac cover bands in the UK. They tour. Get them in Fortnite. Um, one <laughs> of the best, not the best. One of the best. Fleetwood Mac is very popular. The phrase of one of the best is just extremely good. It's like. They're pretty good. Not the best. I've never heard any others. He's very good. (laughs) I would like to just see a band that um, like uh, I love EDM, but I would like to see like a band play Mm -hmm. in Fortnite. That would be cool. Like Rod Rod Stewart. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that one's Green Day. 
He wants hologram prints. I, I am really him. upset that you spoke those words because last night I was like going to bed like, hmm, I wonder what the first band will be to play in Fortnite. And then I went, oh, it's going to be Green Day because <laughs> it's for I sure mean... going to be Green Day. Oh, it is 100 percent going to be Green Day. There's no way it's not Green Day. It's either it Green Day or Panic at the Disco. Boy. Don't want to be a PUBG. It, it actually, it could be. Wow. Oh God, it could be Fallout Boy because Fallout Boy has done partnerships, I believe, with Epic before to I've got uh, have Fortnite featured at that's their not the right uh, tours. That's not so. the right. It's the wrong band. <laughs> I mean, they I they could always they could always that there was there's supposed to be that tour with Green Day and Weezer and Fallout Boy. I believe that those are the three bands that's happened well, that was supposed good. to be starting now. Um, and they could always just have that be a Fortnite event instead. Mm-hmm. Huh. You know what? Someday the American show people will have a Weezer's president good. that has a victory royale. Oh, God. You're right. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I can't be too mad because I would love to have a president who has uh, oh, no. gotten to oh, silver no. in league rank. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought this was well, going by, somewhere more terrible. <laughs> by which I mean... No, I mean, like, AOC is, is a League mm-hmm. of Legends player, and I would love for her to be the president. She so, was jumping someday. in people's assassin, uh, not Assassin's Creed. No, AOC out here playing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood a, multiplayer. A different AC game, but, you know, she was jumping in Animal Crossing, and I was like, oh, you could, I, 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 so I DM'd her, but. Uh, it's AOC coming, jumping into AOE games. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God. AOC yes. The Witch Doctor. She's just stood around a play doctor even. She stood around AOC a and Civilization Six getting the nuclear Gandhi <laughs> victory. <laughs> God. Okay. Anyway, Fortnite is is seems cool. We can maybe next week we can talk about the the party royale space and the issues I have with that because sure, it's not all roses. The event was great, but okay. Well, it's uh, I want to watch one of these because I have absolutely no idea what is going on or how it works. So I think I need to make an effort this weekend to watch the Steve Aoki thing. On the you weekend. should watch the Travis Scott one and watch the watch clips of last night's thing for sure. I think to sort of see the contrast. Yeah. Travis Scott thing was very cool. Travis Scott thing was like I think the Travis Scott thing is legitimately like um, artful in a way that uh, will probably I would think in the future will be looked at in like a this was a watershed moment for like the interaction between music like musical artists and video games i i would think because it's really really cool it was uh, incredible to see that in person for sure i think you're forgetting about the beatles rock band <laughs> I, I mean no i'm not that was a great game well um speaking of the uh, music and games we've got a bit of a follow-up to last week's discussion oh yeah about the doom eternal soundtrack since we're on the topic of music yeah uh, uh so for those who don't recall or weren't listening to last week's episode weren't following this whole thing mick gordon the composer for doom 2016 and doom eternal and plenty Wolf, of other things wolfenstein and mm-hmm. uh, more like Gord- dick gordon damn except uh, that's just a name so Richard Gordon Gorman. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So he had, there was the doom eternal soundtrack came out and people were like, Hey, a lot of these songs don't sound great. They're like the ones that say they were recorded by Mick Gordon sound great. And the other ones say they were, I can't remember the guy's name. I feel bad now. Chad. Hmm? Matt. I'm sure someone said it was Chad. Maybe it's Chad. Uh, 
so basically there was a sound guy at Bethesda or id who put together the rest of the songs on the doom eternal soundtrack and they were not mixed well alex if you want to kind of talk about why they didn't sound great yeah we we talked get into it yeah we talked about it last week briefly about how they're compressed all fucky and like you would have big sounds coming in and everything would go silent for a second because like it just sounded bad (laughs) yeah and so mick people were like hey what's up with this and mick gordon was out there saying like oh i would never have done that that was some sound guy at id who or marketing guy at id who didn't know what they were doing and like sending dms to people commenting on youtube videos of the game and like tweeting and all sorts of stuff yeah he was not having it (laughs) yeah there was and bethesda or not bethesda id was getting a lot of uh animosity especially the guy who um did it uh let me find that name but (laughs) eventually marty stratton uh who is like pr or marketing or he I, I should really figure out what these people do. Lead producer. Lead producer. Uh, that makes sense. A lead producer at id um, wrote a letter, open letter on Reddit, giving their perspective on what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does not paint a great picture of Mick Gordon because basically they're saying we set a deadline with him for the soundtrack. He like he gave us great music for the game. We loved the music he gave us for the game. And as part of like the special edition or whatever, they're supposed to get a soundtrack. And we Chad. gave Chad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just saying that to you. Uh as part of the special edition, they're supposed to get a soundtrack. We need the tracks finished by this date to make it all happen. And it's like, okay, yeah, chill, chill. It's good. Then that day came, they're like, I need more time. It's like, fine, we'll, we'll give you another month. We won't like penalize you either. You'll still get your bonus and whatever. And at, even after that, he was like, you know what? I don't have the tracks. And you can have the sound guy. You can have Chad Moss Holder uh, finish <laughs> the or Moss, Moss Shoulder. I don't know. Yeah, definitely Moss Shoulder. Uh, you can, he can use the clips like the components that I've given you to use in the game uh, to master songs uh, for the soundtrack to fill it out to finish it. Yeah, so basically uh, Mick Gordon was like "Uh, yeah, I'm going to get you this thing by this date. And then that date was like two days away and they're like, so do you got it? And he's like "Uh, well, you know, you got all those assets I gave you for the actual game. Just use those and make a song out of it. It's all good. I'm not going to hit that date. Yeah, like that's uh, and, that's the short of it. <laughs> yeah, so but it's it sounds yeah. like there was lots of communication, but you know uh, we're getting two two sides of a story from parties who were probably feeling very uh, yeah. burned it's, by it's, what yeah. happened. It's worth reading the open letter because Marty is yes. he's very diplomatic about it. Uh, he's very just long. It is very long, but it's also like very neutral it's just like okay these are the facts of what happened like we we contacted him on this date he replied with that uh this date came and went and it was just it's it's just very detailed and it's not like he goes out of his way to say hey mick is great like what he does is good but like this situation in particular was kind of boned up so 
Like, it read as very honest to me, frankly. Yes. Yeah, and, and, you know, in, in the sense that, and I'm not trying to like slander Mick Gordon, but in when the first, when like his comments were coming out, I was just at the time I was kind of like, I don't know about this. This reads like respect to the guy, but this reads kind of funky to me um, and it, kind it, of unprofessional to me. Yeah. Very unprofessional. Um, like where he's just going on, was sending Twitter DMs and commenting on YouTube videos. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's wrong to say I had a negative experience working with this video game company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like that's fine. Yeah. But the ways in which he was talking about it with people just felt very much like right. if it and were me, I would say, "Hey, do you, can I can I send you a statement uh, in a week or whatever mm-hmm. or, or well, a couple days?" Right. And when, feeling yeah. frustrated about something is one thing, but it he didn't seem to address it in a, any sort of pr- uh, productive way. Yeah. Um, like. I, yeah, exactly. I, I kind of get why he had that reaction because people were just like really upset about the product. They were like, "This soundtrack yeah. smells like it sounds. It sounds like doo doo." And Mick is probably frustrated. He's like, "Yeah, that's not representative of the work I do," you know. But they also didn't put his name on those it, tracks. Yeah, totally. That's also the other and, the other side. Yeah, of it. yeah. Uh, and, and like he was fine with that because he didn't like master those tracks for the soundtrack and stuff. So they, that's, they were also made of parts that were not meant to be turned into like soundtrack things. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of stuff going like production stuff, like production pipeline and and things like that in the midst of the, in the midst of like the COVID stuff probably yeah like not to dive too deep into it but if you're mixing and mastering something you generally want what's called stems which is like what's yeah. it's like the you know you want as much granular control over all of the sounds like you want to be so able you get to like right. a guitar line yeah, like, you, get the, yeah. The, yeah. you want to turn the guitars up here tracks. and you want to turn the bass down a little bit here because it, you know uh, what they were using was basically what's called limited audio which means it's it's compressed in a way like the audio waveforms are squished in a way that they can make it as loud as possible and that's all they had to work with is just this very loud thing so it's like okay there's no dynamic contrast there's no granular being able to turn off and on instruments and yeah which is fine when you're playing a really fast shooter where there's loud gunshots and monsters screaming along with the music mm-hmm. but it doesn't work when you're when listening to the music by itself when it's meant to be used that Listen way to. And yeah. yeah so like uh, yeah i see both sides i think it i think it sounds like a just a situation of overpromising and underdelivering and it's yeah it was just a bit unfortunate yeah i think that there's a to an extent as i was reading that open letter and i mean production schedules are really hard to manage. So this is not meant as some kind of like vicious attack, but like I was reading the letter and I was kind of like, it seems like you, if I were delivering a soundtrack as part of a collector's edition upgrade in like March, Mm -hmm. I would maybe have set deadlines more like the end of last year. Yeah. Just like, like it seemed like their deadlines were a little hot, coming in hot as it mm-hmm. as it stands well, so the game got delayed and stuff like that too no so. i know but but from a music yeah. perspective i just i would yeah. probably yeah if i were a production de- manager been like let's get this thing let's make sure this thing is locked down as early as possible 
Um, he might have had some leeway because they had worked together in the past. Totally. And, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know the, the this function. Like, I don't know all the specifics of that relationship. And I certainly am not on that production team. So respect to those people. And, you know, that there I'm sure there are reasons. But I definitely that was the thing I was reading from the perspective of Bethesda, where I was like, whoa, you didn't give yourself a lot of time. For, well, you know to, that to uh, stuff. Cats was finished uh, within a day of its first screening, so you can't rush perfection. It got patched, in fact, didn't it? It, 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 it was not get finished. finished. It was like unfinished. I mean, they fixed wolves, but they were cats and not wolves. <laughs> well, they fixed cats. Really? Yeah, release the butthole cut. Isn't the butthole <laughs> cut out? Isn't that a thing? No, yeah, it's not out, but it's coming. Like Allison is the authority. How am I the authority on this? I guess I've seen it. Twice, so uh, yeah, I've only You've seen, seen the butthole cut, cut twice. <laughs> no, I've seen the okay. Let's. Uh, I, I Maybe I believe I'm. Cut. I don't think it like. <laughs> I thought no, I saw it doesn't. Something. It's it doesn't exist, but also like. But it was real. <laughs> One of my partner and I's favorite things to do with video games is anytime there's like a boss. It's great for Monster Hunter, but it's also like relevant in sections of Final Fantasy and stuff. Anytime there's like a boss that's a monster or like a MOBA character, for example, like Cerberus and Smite, we always check to see if they have buttholes. And uh, when they're like animals, I mean, not like people. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's sad. I mean, there's people's buttholes. No, I don't. But I, animals I don't know. It's not so much that I want to see them. It's more that I feel like somebody has to check. You guys are the perfect that's, pairing. <laughs> that's what that's what it is, is. Is someone has to check and see, like in World of Warcraft, we have to we always check the bosses and see, and they never have them. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we're not checking out Mick Gordon's butthole, but it sounds like Marty Stratton. No, I don't want to see people's buttholes. You know, those demons in Doom got buttholes. Caco demons have buttholes. Then model them. Yeah, Caco demons do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, anyway. the, the soundtrack thing is it's worth a read and Yeah, it's it's an interesting situation, even if it's like even if you haven't played any of Doom Eternal or you or you don't know much of the situation, it's just it's really uh kind of fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I bet Isabel's very upset about all of this. Yeah. KK Slider would never do this. <laughs> I don't know about that. You I've think been, he's a, a diva. I've 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 known kk slider for what 20 years now uh <laughs> that guy he's not always he's not the most professional performer in the world mm-hmm. he's see. the only performer in the animal crossing world so i mean i guess there kind of is no bar for professionalism there but all right well speaking of no bar for professionalism somebody get the microsoft people some mics <laughs> honestly with regard to that stuff i don't i don't care if their mics are low quality and their cameras are 480p or whatever (laughs) but it it is funny that they're like the gaming people and they you know being honestly multi-billion dollar corporation and they can't get some decent mics at home, but it's because the GameStop was forced to close and they couldn't provide the essential services <laughs> like selling mics and cameras to business people. Yeah, they're not. I don't know. I I thought it was kind of endearing to see their their like honest setups. <laughs> like I I don't know. I didn't think I, it was. But if you figure, like, come on, get these people like a Blue Yeti. Like I I don't need like yeah, high exactly. production. Like you know. uh 
three four hundred dollar five hundred dollar mics or whatever just like you know a yeti snowball or i'm pretty sympathetic i think i think it's probably hard to source a lot of that stuff right now too that's true i know every time every time soft of all people would be able to do it but apparently i don't know they don't even they don't make that stuff so no but you um, figure they'd be able to get a like nice headphones and they Um, make laptops with good webcams yeah, it probably is just not really. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't find that stuff to be particularly problematic. And but, they don't. A lot of that stuff they don't use. You would be. I don't know. You'd be surprised if you went to Microsoft's headquarters at the range of levels of technology oh, yeah. present. Because there are in some. It's all in some Mac cases, G3s. In some cases, you go into like a meeting room and it is stunning. Like. Yeah. The coolest tech ever. They have like a touch screen that you can write dry erase markers on that also feeds to cameras like people's cameras across the world. And then in other rooms, it's like pretty old ass hardware. They have a pen and paper on a single chair. Like, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's like dirty. <laughs> like it just depends. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. So. Yeah, uh, but this the, is the this inside is Xbox. Say, yeah. There was an inside Xbox uh, featuring the inside of some third-party games. Yeah, that are they, going to yeah. supposedly run on next-gen hardware. Yep, this was all gameplay. It was all stuff that you'll be playing this year. The gameplay uh-huh. sneak peeks and teasers, Alex. Please, yep, uh, you're right. There's no way all of those games are coming out this year. So I don't. Did, I don't no think they said they were all coming out this gameplay. year, did they? Like the so the first game they showed, uh, for example, of a game that probably isn't coming out this year is Bright Memory Infinite, which yeah. is made by one person in like Shanghai. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, mm. dope. I will. I was surprised to see to- tons of respect to that developer. Yeah. Like this is in no way, shape, or form meant as like people shouldn't be impressed, but I was surprised to see the response to that game because that game has been on Steam for quite a while and. Um, like has looked cool. It's on steam. It's like a 45 minute thing that you like replay for score. Um, mm. At least it was the last time I looked at it and it's certainly cool looking, but, uh, and, and impressive that it's one person, but I, I wonder how much that, that trailer on the Xbox thing put people's expect expectations in a place. <laughs> um, right. I mean, if you're, if you you look at this and you like, I'm looking at the trailer right now and if you're expecting like, Oh, this is a full, you know, 20 right. hour, 30 hour game. Yeah. Like this is a full like shooter rather than just like, you know, a short replay and playable. It's- my understanding is that this is that, that this is bright and memory, memory infinite versus bright memory. And that infinite is like a bigger thing. Um, mm. So, uh, you know, it, it, I don't think it's uh, necessarily like um, just going to be that same PC release because there's also a store page for Bright Memory Infinite on yeah. Steam. Yeah, um, it's a separate one from own, Bright Memory. But yeah, if you own Bright Memory, you get on Steam, you do get Bright Memory Infinite for free. Oh, uh, okay. Which is apparently and, a thing. Uh, I think too when you kind of uh, yeah, it it is a cool thing that I've been meaning to check out because it looks like 
a lot of fun um, and and very neat. But I was in, I was surprised to see the like <laughs> like Corey Barlog both tweeted it and was like one person made this. I should just retire. And I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> like it's very impressive and like, very it looks, cool. Like, I feel like like even if it is only like a thirty minute thing, like it is gorgeous and it looks pretty. It's really impressive. But and it, it was gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the best looking that was, gameplay in that whole presentation. It, it, that was gameplay. It, it was the one. It was, it was the one that showed the most UI. If it, it was actual game, like actual gameplay, it's that's a pretty significant jump from what it looks like in the original, like the currently available Steam. Yeah, game, which is cool. I hope that it was. I have my doubts on a lot of this footage as to whether it was like actually, actually gameplay, gameplay, or if it was renders that are gameplay targets um uh, well it's what it they're expecting it to look like that's what i'm saying is so we yeah. that's not really uh yeah I, um, <laughs> I, like it's one dude or one person i don't know if they're man or woman it's one person and like I, I don't know if they have the time to go making like some yeah, ridiculous. It could be it, it, that could totally be what the game looks like now, yeah. which would be cool. I'm looking on Steam, um, and it looks like that's what it looks like. Yeah, uh, the original one um, is from the trailers I've seen is really impressive looking, but not quite at that level of like fluidity, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and fidelity. Uh, yeah, but I, if uh, that's what Infinite looks like, then great. Yeah, I think like more the more interesting thing. And I think what Corey Barlog is kind of saying behind the, like behind his message there is technology's come a long fucking way. <laughs> like the fact that one person, I think that's my point like too. one yeah. person with a consumer yeah. grade computer, like not a, a $20 billion, yeah. like Pixar, Pixar rendering farm is able to make something that looks that good is like, it's even if it's 30 minutes, like that's something that wasn't possible 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And also it wasn't even that possible. Person, like, Maybe even like five years ago. Like it is. If maybe, it, yeah. It's, if it didn't require talent and dedication from that person, there would be a hundred of these games on Steam yeah. and that are that look this good and that are cool hour long things yeah. made by one person. Uh, yeah, so think, I'm not trying to take anything away from them either. Yeah, I think they were showcasing that as kind of like a way of like, hey, if you wanted to make shit, look, look, this is what people are doing, man. Like that's yeah, exactly. crazy. Uh, and so what this. The Bright Memory Infinite page on Steam says this person started making Bright Memory. They put out episode one, which is what Bright mm-hmm. Memory on Steam currently is for yeah. 10 bucks. And they were going to make that into a full game, but then it did really well on Steam. And yeah. so they're taking all that money and going, okay, I'm going to rework everything I've done. Like the general like gameplay stuff is going to yeah. stay the same, but story stages, everything's being kind yes. of revamped with mm-hmm. the money they have. Yeah. And making a full game, so it's not going to be just a forty-five minute thing, uh, theoretically, because that was just one episode of uh, however long thing they were going to make. Yep, and our it basically is a demo. Our dearest friend Jeff has forwarded that that is Zhang Jianxing, who is a fellow. Okay, perfect, awesome. Uh, anyway, yeah, if you have if you're interested in it, I need to buy it and play it because I yeah. think to be clear, the game looks really cool, and I want it looks check it so out. rad. I want yeah. finally. But yeah, there was a lot of games that they showed. I would say very few of which inspired much in me. Like Dirt Five looked pretty cool, but it uh, looked like a it looked dirt, dirt game. Dirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was. I think it looks cool. It looks it like look like current gen games. People didn't like. Um, 
Well, it's also just streaming at like 1080p or whatever with like YouTube bitrate or Twitch bitrate, mixer bitrate. Yeah. So like YouTube is streaming yeah. Fortnite apparently. Bitrate though. So yeah, mm, but like, uh, does, does it matter? Who knows? Yeah, but like the thing for me is like some of them really weren't uh, exclusive. Oh, yeah. Like like they like Yakuza. That's already kind of out. If you if you want it. Like you can, you can find yeah, it on if PlayStation speak, if, if you can speak Japanese. <laughs> exactly, you can play like, that game. Like, uh, but that was more just like, hey, it's going to come to X and it'll be yeah, enhanced, yeah, or like, Series X and it'll be enhanced, smart delivery. Already, yeah, it's and it's it's coming. Are they all out now on Xbox? I know they're coming to Xbox. I don't know if they're all available. On Not Xbox yet. yet. I I think. At least Kiwami One and Two, I believe, yes. are and Zero. I don't think three, four, five, and six are out yet. Yeah, though I, I think they're they're well. I get they're out on PlayStation now. So, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. So um, um, that stuff is cool. I I mean, the the I think a lot of those like announcements were pretty much like well, I, I don't know. They were the the one the one like that one. Uh, now I can't even remember the name of it. Um, that one game that was the looked like it was kind of walking semi Abzu meets. Oh. Uh, um. Yeah. You were the one who put those words together, Alex. Yeah. That looked very cool. I want to play that. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. That was the only game there that I was I like, oh, remember. wow, this is a new thing I haven't heard of that looks fun. Chorus? Uh, that I want to play no, now. it wasn't Chorus. No, that was the space was game. Call of Corvus. Wasn't Call of the Sea? Call of the Sea? Call of the Sea. Yes, Call of the Sea. That looks really cool. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of these were, I don't know. I mean, they're cool. It's cool that they're coming yeah i don't it and it was a very strange showing to show off like that here's the next gen third party games and a lot yeah. of them are coming to current consoles too but but like w- the ascent was like the top down like isometric yeah which dual was, joystick shooter which was like fine uh, but like the, the vampire trailer was pretty good um uh, I the, the, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 I correct. did not know that that was the kind of game that was I thought it was an isometric RPG <laughs> I am super super that's one of my most anticipated games for sure yeah. I was not impressed by that trailer personally it's an interesting, in a sense it was that an interesting trailer from, a, from the perspective of like um, world teasing the world mm. I think it was super interesting I'm someone who's already pretty familiar with that world so like that that's why it didn't strike me as I thought it looked looks like the same like it Huh? Looks like The Sims. <laughs> yeah, like the art style's fine. I don't have a problem with it, but I didn't think technically that it was anything to write home about. It was yeah. very much like you. This looks like a mid-tier in terms of pro- like production and art design, like yeah. money-wise. You know, like like talented people never, working with a mid-tier budget. I never thought it was going to be anything more than that. <laughs> no, me oh, neither. That's yeah. why I'm not. Dis- I wasn't disappointed by it by, at all. I just thought it was like. It's fine. In, that was in one of the ones that of showing off like the Xbox Series X. Here's what you can expect. Yeah, that's what I mean. It it was okay. whatever. And and I don't think they didn't in my opinion, they didn't really show much more in terms of gameplay than what they did in the f- announcement trailer and none of it looked yeah. there's no like UI or anything. None of it looked any more like gameplay than the renders they did that I believe they said were just target renders in the, that initial announced trailer. That, so. that point kind of brings us to the crux of this whole event, especially with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, did, which... I just did want to say that the night before watching this event, mm. I watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh-huh. And they sang that Donka Shane song. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was seeing the trailer. I was like, what the fuck? The, that, I've never the... seen that movie before. So, so I was what? like, what? Vampire is super cool because it's like really dark urban fantasy stuff. So in the world of darkness, there's like witches and witch hunters and mages and magic and vampires and werewolves and changelings. And like, there's all kinds of like fairies and everything, which is part of why I like it because it's not just vampires. Um, So there's a wide range of stuff. I thought it was interesting that they went with like serial killer that strings people up and then like put, makes Mm -hmm. them have like smiles on their faces. Yeah. It was very Joker. Uh, in a way that was, I, I thought funny. it was going to be the new Rockstar game or Rocksteady game, and I was like, hmm. "Oh, we're doing the Joker again!" Come on, <laughs> but then it wasn't. I was like, "Okay, I see." Yeah, it was a cool trailer. Ubi Montreal reveal. Um. So yeah, uh, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, hinted at it. Ubisoft's uh, Val, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. What, did we talk about it last week? Was that a thing? Yeah, we, we, talk, yeah, we, we talked, talked about, about it last week. Talked about how Viking. Viking oh, yeah, stuff yeah, is cool. Yeah. You but can you can be the guy, you can be the girl. Yeah. Yep. Um, Which, um, you can live the ultimate Viking fantasy. Yeah. And <laughs> going to England. Yeah. And ahead of this event, like it was played up a lot. It's like, okay, this is gonna be a full gameplay reveal. Like you guys are gonna see and all after. these and all these systems are gonna work and did they it say be, it that way though? I thought they no, just said full gameplay, gameplay reveal. I don't think yeah. they said like full gameplay reveal and learn how like the mechanics. Oh, and I thought they had work said that necessarily. Okay. It's possible that I didn't see where that was. They could have said that somewhere, but all I saw was like first first gameplay, which technically and I guess, even after the event, all the like press releases and the news stories were like there was the gameplay reveal of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, exactly, the, which yeah. was pretty disingenuous. No, not at all. It was kind of like. The cut I mean, scenes. it's an Assassin's Creed game, so like at this point, what are we expecting? Yeah, they have said uh, it's smaller in scope than Origins or Odyssey. That's the thing is, I actually do have some questions about how this. Like, it sounds like there's significant stuff around like building your settlement up, and there's like, the, I think it sounds like it, it, it's not actually just stock standard another one of those, um, but. So I think there are interesting things Assassin's to find out. Assassin's Creed 2, building up the villa. Or is it Assassin's yeah, Creed 2? yeah, I don't know two. what that's going to look like. Oh. So I don't know. Um, and I think uh, another big one is like, this This is sort of the problem with the way that messaging for both of these consoles has been thus far. I think Sony's approach was actually smarter because at least they talked in depth about tech for an hour um, mm-hmm. is that like I cannot imagine that there's going to be a, really a significant reason to purchase Assassin's Creed Valhalla if like to buy a Series X to play Valhalla over a One X other than the load times will be much faster um, because if they're developing the game for both systems they're not necessarily going to be taking advantage of the increases in but like, smart delivery <laughs> Haven't you heard? God, Smart delivery. I mean, it is lot. great if you're buying a Series X anyway. But, there's a very uh, we talked about it privately in our chat. There's a very good chance that I'll end up buying a Series X, so I'm not necessarily like dunking on it. But it's just Valhalla is the kind of game that I think an Assassin's Creed does developed fully for next gen, where they could take advantage of increases in CPU power to have 
you know, more enemies on screen or more dynamic weather and environmental effects or, you know, more dynamic, like maybe it gets muddy in in the rain or whatever. That kind of stuff would be super cool to see in a game like that. But I just don't see Odyssey is already like kind of a pretty phenomenal game from a technical perspective on current gen consoles. And so until they're moving past that, it's you can't it's the kind of stuff that you can't like dial back for current gen consoles it, really. Yeah, it probably won't be like an Assassin's Creed Black Flag difference. That's from what like I'm getting at. Yeah. PS3 to that was a PS4 great or whatever. That was such a great that that game was a system seller for me because I owned it on PS3 and then I saw it running on PS4 and was like, okay, I can't ever play a PS3 game on a PS3 again because I need mm-hmm. to have the, this look so incredible on PS4. Yeah. And it was and I was like blown away for the entirety of my time with that game by how good it looked. And I, that's just not going to happen this time yeah, around. You're right in saying it's not going to happen this time around. Cause like Moore's law is kind of over. <laughs> yeah. Like we're at the point and, where like it's about the resources developers are in able in to In terms put of in. like visual fidelity, at least exactly. There's Sorry. And if, plenty of other advancements to be made. Yeah. For, for those who are not aware Moore's law is like the exponential growth of technology every year or whatever. Right. And we're, we've reached a point where like CPUs haven't really changed architecture in like almost ten years. Like the twenty six hundred K like that came out in twenty eleven isn't that much different than like Intel's latest put stuff they put out. So like yeah. in terms of technology, stuff has not. I don't want to say stagnated, but it's reached a point where we're going to need some kind of sea change in order to actually see like totally new stuff come out. And yeah. like right now, it's more about like yes, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X will have more raw power. That is accurate, but like developers, especially third parties, especially indies, um, have limited resources, and that comes to humans making art. Like for one person to render a I don't know a box of noodles can like if you're rendering that in 1080p, maybe it'll take you an hour to make because you're using a thousand polygons. If you're rendering it in 4K, maybe it takes you a week to make that box. You know, like yeah. you're, you're you're suddenly it's not about the power and the like what's going on behind it. It's about the time that you're willing to spend on asset generation, like for visuals, right. it, which is why like so many places are focusing on you know systems and they're focusing on uh, like AI improvements and stuff because that's actual exactly. actual changes. I think which, for me, that's the. Oh, sorry, Allison. Oh, go ahead. sorry. I, which I think th- those those uh, improvements make a lot of sense. It's just I am wondering, will that make it di- more difficult for these new consoles to try and uh, market themselves? Because, like, if you look at the difference between like PS3, PS4, like it, you can clearly see the difference, and it looks great. So you go, okay, I want that. And I think that a lot of us understand, okay, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that might be um, improved. But if you don't have that kind of that same level of obvious jump, then people might not necessarily be uh, as jazzed to buy a new system. Yeah. And I think at this point, though, right at this moment, I think Microsoft and Sony both know that they're going to sell out those consoles no matter what. That's true. Yeah. Uh, because And their games are, they're doing like cross-gen stuff. At least Microsoft is doing cross-gen with their first-party stuff for the most part for at least like the first year and a half, yeah. two years. Yeah, Sony hasn't said anything said. about it, but yeah, Sony probably hasn't, assume. still hasn't talked about that, but <laughs> they would, it would be smart of them to at least take a similar tack. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. 
Uh, so the, they don't need. Oh, what was that? I Sam? think the. Oh, sorry, what was that? Sam? Sam? I was just going to say it's not a guarantee that they sell out, especially a this economy. Uh, That's true. Didn't sure, sell yeah. out last time. The Xbox One didn't sell out in the UK. You could get one off shelves. I every believe day. you could get Xbox Ones here pretty easily too. PS4 yeah. definitely sold out here. Yeah, yeah. I had to wait two oh, weeks definitely. to get PS4, mine. The PS4 you couldn't get for six months. It, yeah, it's, so it, they want to was very available. Yeah, it's also assumed. I think I remember reading the story. Maybe it's been proven wrong, but the yields they're expecting for the production this time around is going to be pretty is low. Sony is planning on making. Le- yeah, Sony is planning on planning on making less PS. Fives and they did PS4s yeah, for like for the sure. first six months or whatever, million. six to seven million or something. I don't, yeah, I don't recall whatever that means. The Switch made three million worldwide. So if you think about how hard it was to find a Switch for a while, about half yeah. that difficulty. Yeah. I think the the biggest question mark for me still coming out of all these things is like, what is the reason to purchase a new console? Right. And, it, and I think Microsoft's answer is you don't have to. Yeah. And and I think that's fine yeah. if that's their answer. So, you know, I mean, no, I don't have any hate for that. Uh, if that's what they're going with. Nice um, friendly approach. Yeah. And I think if Sony's answer is because you have to, to play the next horizon, that sucks. And I hope that, because of the way that they led with a lot of tech stuff, I think maybe that's not going to be their actual answer and that there will – I think my hope is that when we see Horizon Zero Dawn 2, it's not like, hey, it just runs at 60 frames per second in 4K now. It's actually like, hey, here's the ways in which we're Im- implementing this technology that we've put into this machine yeah. to make the game more dynamic yeah. and more um Yeah, I just think that so you, that's what I hope. they might have to be – it might have to be like more of a – you, you, there might be more effort in selling that rather than just showing two screenshots uh, 100%, side by side. Yes, going like, yes. look, mm-hmm. obvious difference. Like that's what I'm getting at too. Yeah. Is like you have to do in depth gameplay demos where you have someone showing you 10 minutes of gameplay where they show off the reasons why. Yeah. you should want to play this game on a new console. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. You can't do interviews with the developers going. So Vikings, what's that about? But I also have <laughs> some. I also have empathy for uh, for for uh, the excuse me for that team because I am sure that what happened with a lot of this stuff. I know Sam, you've talked about like I would have just put these trailers out outside of a, a inside Xbox. I'm guessing that they signed agreements with a lot of these developers and um, publishers that said they would be putting these games on an E3 stage Mm -hmm. and because E3 is not happening and not necessarily as like marquee, you know, look at call of the sea. This is the biggest game coming to Xbox, but like, you know, here's a a role of all of our games coming from our partners or whatever. I would have shown these games after the impressive stuff. Uh, And I, maybe that would have been a better strategy, but either way, I think like they had to show these games in some kind of a, like, premier space because I'm sure that they had agreements to do that yeah. prior to all of this stuff happening. But, um, sorry, please continue. I think in terms of the Assassin's Creed stuff, it's pretty clear that what is going, I don't know, to me from the outside as a marketer, it's pretty clear that what's going on is the development has been pretty severely. I mean, at least for a little bit was pretty slowed from, uh, transitioning to working from home and they didn't have time to put together a real vertical slice to show, which was probably the original plan to show a vertical slice at E3. They they should have had time to change their marketing language or their public relations. The second half of that is I'm not disagreeing with you, but the second half of that is they probably have 
producers and marketing managers and VPs above those people that are like, no, you need to get this stuff ready for us now. Microsoft won't change their timetable. We can't change our timetable. And I'm sure that it was a lot of like, well, what are we going to do? I'm, I'm just guessing that. And like, as you have those conversations and arguments, there's also hours ticking off the clock. So at a certain point, I'm guessing someone just said, forget it. Fine. We'll send this kind of underwhelming thing out there because what else? Because you won't give us the time but to do something. Right. I, I think I think there's something to that, but also yeah. I think that this trend of gameplay trailer with the heavily doctored and heavily like edited gameplay that is so un undecipherable as gameplay is nothing. It's not new. This isn't the first time this has happened. I remember no, with like um, like Avengers, the Avengers game when they first showed that gameplay trailer, we were, we had a de- debate like in this chat or was in this podcast about, was there any gameplay? And I was like, Oh yeah, no, I saw, I, I am certain I saw gameplay in there. I saw that Assassin's Creed thing. I was like, where's the gameplay? I mean, this was just a cinema. Yeah. That's trailer. kind of what I'm getting at though, is it was just static shots of environments more or less <laughs> and, and that, <laughs> for 30 seconds. Can, so I think it's pretty clear that there was some scrambling happening. Like, there. Honestly, I was watching the stream and I looked away to read an email. And when I look back, it was done. Yeah. Like the like, gameplay was done. It that quote unquote gameplay, which kind of brings us to the second point of the Xbox event. Cause like we have yes. on our news here, the public reception following the whole event was very negative. Yeah. A lot of people go on the gameplay. Yeah. I think uh the, and I think hmm? Yes, Pat. The like the this is where I kind of shift a little bit because I do agree that it was an underwhelming event. Mm. But I think you can probably say that was an underwhelming event. They didn't really show a lot of gameplay. And then that's if you're wanting to be critical on Twitter, that's all you really have to say. But there yeah. were people who were like Xbox is dead. This their launch is over. Well, I mean, they may as well just give it up. PS Five is going to wipe that, the floor with them. Which, and is, I was just like, which is very that's weird considering it wasn't that long ago that there was the PS Five tech stream that everybody was critical over. It's also like, flipped out over. Yeah, yeah. people having teraflops. They're done. It's, however many teraflops are yeah, done. It's just, just dead. Cycle. It's just fanboyism. Like I don't, yeah, I don't pay that stuff any mind. Like, but I think the people who are saying, like, kind of what echoing what we were just talking about, and we were kind of echoing yeah. back to them is the fact that this was marketed in a way that seemed a bit disingenuous. Sure. So much so that yeah, so much so that the guy, I can't remember his name, the director Aaron Greenberg. of Greenberg, no, yeah. no, the director of Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah. Got out and said like, Yeah, probably that sounds that correct. Sounds right, yeah. Um, Got out to say like, yes. "Hey everyone, we know that's not what you're expecting to see. There's a long marketing plan in the works, yeah, and uh, so you'll you'll see more eventually. But it's like, okay, yeah, but feel kind of bait and switched on that one. Um, and then even Aaron Greenberg, uh, who is marketing at Xbox, or he's head of something? Inside Xbox. He's in charge. Of head of Inside thing. Xbox. Okay." Uh, got out and was like, hey, we kind of misled you a little bit. That wasn't his exact words, but basically saying we kind of, we miscommunicated and raised expectations, I believe. I think he also um, said that like, people were not happy with the quality of like how good stuff looked. Like, I mean, would, would, would maybe looking at those games and going, this is not much better than what we're seeing on well, I mean, that's And he I, said I, that. 
I think that's kind of that's the, what it's going to be, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, like that's what we're all waiting for. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but, and that's and like I, double PS4 Pros, not the leap that you had in previous generations, yeah. which is like and triple to quadruple the power. To just jump in here, Aaron Greberg's exact quote from Twitter was, quote, had we not said anything and just shown May inside Xbox show like we did last month, I suspect reactions might have been different. Clearly we set some wrong expectations and that's on us. We appreciate all the feedback and can assure you that we're taking it all in and learn as a team. Heart emoji. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good, that's yeah, a good statement. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's fair. But it's um, yeah, it's also. I, I think it's accurate too because if they hadn't said anything, people would be like, "Oh my god!" But but it's, it's also like, easier. Saying, to, like, it's easier to ask forgiveness. You know, like I, yeah. it would have been better if they just did it from the outset. <laughs> right. I yeah. And, I think some of their messaging in general with this whole event was off because it was all smart delivery. You can get it on the Xbox One and then you can have it on the Xbox Series X. Yeah. But why do I like I didn't understand why I wanted it on the Series X right. other than other it than, looks better. Other than it's new. Yeah, like when they're talking about yeah. Madden, they're like, Oh yeah, this game is gonna be great and it'll it'll be great on both Xbox One and Series X. And it's like, okay, but what's better about the Series X? Right. Also, the smart the smart delivery with that is a limited time offer. Yeah, I guess, and I guess yeah. I kind I of really shitty. Yeah, yeah, it is shitty. Uh, I guess I kind of I have a lot of sympathy for this stuff because I, as kind of the team where I work has transitioned to a work from home environment. There's so many instances where it's like if we were all in the same room, someone could say, "Oh, hey, hey." we need to make sure we keep this in mind, blah, 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 blah. And like technology is great for being able to have like video calls and stuff like that. But the fact that people, those teams are still not having like meetings where they're in the same space and able to have kind of the small talk that happens around that stuff. It just, it, it is hard sometimes to communicate. I'm sure that there was someone on that team who saw a tweet go out and went, Oh God, I wish that that tweet had been worded this way instead, but now it's got two K likes, so we can't really pull it down. Um, and stuff like that, like that. It's just it's it's it is hard to do this stuff in the environment that we're in right now. And I think it's totally fair to be critical of them. But at the same time, like if you're someone who's getting angry on Twitter over it, and I'm not even talking about fanboys, but I'm talking about like like we're sharing opinions here, but people don't need to like necessarily get on Twitter and be like, wow, Xbox marketing is bad. Wow. Xbox marketing is bad. Wow. Xbox, but like, it's just don't, then don't pay attention to it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like if you don't care, you think it's bad. For then, five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like just chill out. It's then if you're, if you're not sold on an Xbox, then don't buy one. I don't know. Like <laughs> just, I, yeah. Just relax. I mean, I, also to be fair, that's not a new thing. Like that no, was happening. That was, yeah. that was happening ahead of the launch of the PS3. So totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every, this is every just the first console, console launch that we've been a podcast for, so Nintendo I have a place to say it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Either it, way, yeah. I hope events from here on out get better. Yes, there's going to be a first party games event in June, July uh, from Xbox. Supposedly something in, I think, June from PlayStation is what I saw going around, but who knows? Yeah, I'm, I'm, all- I'm very interested in what. Sony does next. Yes, uh, seeing the Sony response and shots fired. What what do they do? Do they do? Hey, here's our third party games. 
I mean, and just, yeah, I think if, I think maybe part of the tactic, and I'm not saying it's a good one, could have potentially been from Microsoft. We let's show our third party games so that then Sony has to do something. Cause mm-hmm. like they're both playing very much a game of chicken about the way that they message this stuff. It's pretty evident. And so let's yeah. get our and it's kind just of hurting everybody. <laughs> let's Oh yeah. And I think to be clear that the marketing plans and, and, and game that's happening right now from both of these companies sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, the, I, I would, I would guess that maybe there was a thought of we'll see what Sony does and then we'll do our big first party thing and there's nothing to stop them saying like, yeah, we said it's first party, but also we have a new cyberpunk thing or whatever at their July mm-hmm. event. Um, and so that gives them a chance to try to like get Sony to, to take a shot so they can see what they're up against. Um, yeah. Yep. Well, we'll find out as the months go on and we approach new console day zero. I gotta say this is the weirdest fucking console launch. We're probably ever going to see. <laughs> It's probably the last console launch we're ever going to see. <laughs> That's all awesome. we can hope. Well, we can hope for what Alex said, and I hope you know. In some ways, I hope it's not for what Pat said, but who knows? But I, we'll I wouldn't be surprised if Pat is totally yeah. correct. I just, I hope it's not for the reason, not for the reasons I'm thinking. Uh, oh no, anyway. I don't think it's going to be. I don't, I don't mean that as like some portent of doom. I just don't think consoles um, are going to make sense in another 15 years and. Or even we'll another see. 10 years. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, it seems we've been joined by baby Todd Howard once again. Which means... Here for another update on Fallout 76 Wastelanders. What's up, he baby? He says, uh, the NPCs are here. Mm-hmm. Does he? Uh, okay, great. And, and his dad has to go sort, out, sort him out. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Hi, fair baby enough. Todd he should read... He should read... The Waypoint review of Fallout 76 Wastelanders, which is fucking wild uh, cool. and is like, this is the best Fallout game since Fallout 2. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, interesting. Dang. Yes. Cool. It is. It is wild. I can't remember if it was Cameron Kunzel. I think it was Cameron Kunzel. Yeah. No, it was Matthew. It was Mackall. Okay. Was, yeah. I knew it was yeah. one of them. One of the two of them. Yeah. Mackall was saying that it's like the best Bethesda has ever done Fallout. Yeah. Wishing you <laughs> okay, the best bye, and happy birthday, Sam. Thanks Happy very birthday, much. Sam. Sorry about all the chat between me and Fiona that you have to edit out that I was muted for, Alex. Bye. <laughs> bye. Uh, bye. Happy birthday. <laughs> bye. Bye, Todd. Oh, bye, baby Todd Howard. Aww. All right. Guys, Back baby to- Todd Howard is such a cute baby. Yes. <laughs> a very cute baby. Back to another hot topic around these parts. Valorant. Yeah. And their Vanguard anti-cheat uh software we we i think we discussed this oh like boy. a few episodes ago yeah uh, alex is I, not having it that that started with me saying i'm not going to install that game probably two weeks ago yes because the the kernel the ring zero, ring zero driver kernel, is that what, driver yeah yeah uh which is their anti-cheat uh which is funny because people still cheat in the game yep. but supposedly they're just trying to monitor like how the fuck are they doing it um, that's what they say but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that is that is their messaging. Uh, Whether or not that's true, we'll see. So yeah, Vanguard has the, the anti cheat software has had a hell of a a few days, week. Yeah, it's since it like pro- what was it Tuesday or Wednesday that they basically added the option. It's like okay, y- you guys keep bugging us for this option. You can turn it off. Kind of, <laughs> kind of. 
you can. I mean, you can turn it off. You just have to reboot you your can, PC if you want yeah, to play Valorant. You can uninstall or turn it off, and then to play Valorant, you have to restart your whole computer. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I get why, but it's also an artifact of the fact that they're using Ring Zero and just their their approach. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's uh, one thing. Well, so for people who want to play the game, uh, if that was a concern of theirs, they can uh, they can turn it off. And if they really want to play Valorant, just oh, reboot your computer. I don't, you probably got an SSD. You're good. Yeah, I guess I don't know why rebooting is. I mean, I guess there's some strain that it puts on components whenever you restart a computer. No, but that's it's kind because of, the, I think it's just the, silly. The context of why you need to reboot, in case audience doesn't know, um, is okay. Let's say you turn it off. The Valorant or Vanguard, the way it works is it's monitoring the stuff you're doing on your computer. It's monitoring what you're opening, what tasks you're opening, what you're using with your mouse and keyboard, etc. Keeping an eye on if you're doing anything malicious that could impact the game. Right. Uh, so if you turn that off, it has a window where you can do whatever you want. So if you were to turn it back on, they don't know what changed. Like they're not monitoring the what's called delta. They're not monitoring right. the amount of change. So they're like, okay. Restart the computer. We'll, we'll initialize the driver as your computer starts, and now we're monitoring everything up until the point you start the game. So that's why you need to restart. Um, yep. Which is a shitty approach. <laughs> it, it's. I mean, I get like, it. But it, it gets you if you really want to play Valorant, but you're like Alex, someone who's opposed to having that security um, possible vector uh, of vulnerability. Yeah. Like and. You, I, you can reboot your computer if you want to play. My feeling, it's, just, it's a ridiculous. I guess my kind feeling is like around. It, 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 this is the thing that 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 we talked about, or at least that I have talked about with people. I don't know if I've talked about it with with uh, with people here specifically, but mm. it's the kind of thing that like I remember when it first came out. It was like okay, well we agree that it's it's invasive for sure. There's no arguments there, and uh, it would be great if they made some kind of option to turn it off, and then you could maybe like reboot your PC to 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 reactivate it. And then they did that. Yeah. And it seems like, again, not just here, but in other places yeah. too, that people are like, well, this is stupid. Well, and it's like, well, what, I, I, <laughs> what else would they have done? I think it's because a lot of like those folks who say that they don't know how it works. Like the, like the context just isn't there. And like my issue with it is the fact that you're giving it root level access. So that yeah. means it can do whatever it wants. And like my issue that I brought up two, three weeks ago was like, okay, if someone uh, shady gets in there and Finds a vector for stealing information. They have root level access to your system. What I didn't think of is what actually happened, and that's false positives. <laughs> well, and I guess what I'm where I'm coming at it from is like now that it is something you can disable when you're not playing Valorant, it puts it in the same boat as, in my opinion, and there's a lot of there's other Ring Zero kernels that are used like there's other anti cheats that that use that kind of root level access, um, mm, and not really. Uh, my understanding, I guess maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, my understanding was that uh, BattleEye and Easy Anti Cheat and, and and the Valve Anti Cheat all are kernel level, and at least a couple of them are are Ring Zero. Um, mm, they're only running during. Okay, well in that case, fuck. I don't know. Fuck them. <laughs> don't play Valorant. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what the what the solution to the to the thing is. Like, yeah, BattleEye like is not the same way in that it doesn't run twenty four seven. For example, that's like, what I'm getting at, though, is you don't have to run the Valorant one twenty four seven anymore. Well, you have to like, restart your computer, right? Like, so you those you ones can you reboot know. it, play it, and then turn it off when you're done playing. I guess. I guess I'm that's where I'm not understanding the 
um, if you want to only run it during the session that you're playing the game, you could, in theory, reboot your PC, start playing Valorant, and then turn it off as soon as you're done playing Valorant. Yeah, but like the thing is, like you're giving it access to your computer that I wouldn't even give my like I don't use one, but like an antivirus. I would not give an antivirus the ability to delete files on my computer, to turn stuff off, to potentially format my drive if it so desired. Because, like, you're installing this for one game. Uh, <laughs> like, if I was having to install a thing for Overwatch, for example, which would give uh, it the ability to silently turn off my keyboard, for example, to the point where I would need to restart my computer in order to use my keyboard again. I would I would not have that installed, which is exactly what's happening here. So like that's what I was talking about with false positives is now it is soft bricking or in some cases bricking people's computers or input devices. Like so and I, as from what I have seen um that is no one has substantiated any of that stuff yet either. So I think it's totally um, worth mentioning that it's been reported. I just was looking at the Valorant Reddit and I haven't I saw a couple people saying like it would be really great if someone could somehow substantiate these claims because I've seen it several hasn't. Um, specifically NZXT stuff was making it break um, I can't I, I don't have the source on me right now but like there was some okay. NZXT uh, like BIOS level software that was running that was causing people to basically get into a crash loop of their computer not being able to start um, which is super. I've also fucked. seen people talk about issues with like MSI Afterburner yep. and uh, other like system monitoring software things like that. Yeah, like stuff I guess that I you could... would use for overclocking. Like like MSI Afterburner is very legit. You're not doing insidious things with MSI Afterburner. No. <laughs> I guess um, my as far as those, and again, I haven't seen that stuff like beyond um, claims. So. You know, if it's if it's happening, then that's clearly something that needs a fix. I think where I where it starts to break down a little bit for me is when it was something you absolutely could not turn off and it had to be running 24 seven for you to even have Valorant installed. I totally understood it now that it's the kind of thing that and 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 maybe the access is different, but people weren't mad at PUBG or Rainbow Six Siege for having Battle Eye, which is the same kind of access. It just only runs when the game is running. And now you can turn Vanguard off. It's kind of like, it's interesting to me that this is, that this is the one. And it's not necessarily bad that it's the one, because maybe it opens up a larger conversation about these kinds of anti-cheat tools in the first place. But it's also like, maybe there's a, there's a larger conversation to be had, I guess, beyond just this one system. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's setting an extremely dangerous precedent, um, especially by the fact that it, like, it's it's false positives were completely silent. Like, because it has root access, uh, it doesn't need to ask for permission. Like, it's just doing it, and it's not saying like, "Hey, can, um, we don't recognize this program you're using. Like, can you submit it to Riot so we can vet it?" No, it's just like no. It's by a rule that um, Riot has arbitrarily set. Like, no, this is we're turning this off. You know, and it's like not communicated. And this is one game. If that starts happening with every game, like that's that's a precedent I'm really not cool with. Um, and something that uh, Jeff brought up in our chat, which I think is really interesting, I'll sum it up: is that he's saying like this kind of kernel level access for anti cheat programs, like 
this seems like the kind of thing that would be really good for professionals, like people who are doing esports, to have their mm-hmm. machines kind of vetted to participate in a league. And I, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Um, he compares it, or sorry, they compare it to iRacing, and I think that's totally valid. I think that kind of approach, like if you are going to have a fully um, online league, like you know, that's you have professionals and you don't want any cheating, yeah, do that. But I think for Joe Blow, everyday person who doesn't know like what is going into their computer, this can be really just dangerous and bad. And I think that making it more of an optional, maybe offering a version of the game. I mean, it's split player based then, but like, I think that making, giving more tools, one, fixing problems with it, um, like doing what you're saying and silently going after specific tools and programs um, is important for starters. But like, I guess part of the reason that I kind of get semi-passionate about it is like I won't I won't ever play PUBG again because the cheating situation in that game got to be a like fucking garbage. And you know, they're using a similar anti-cheat and it's not working. So, you know, if the anti-cheat doesn't work and it has ridiculous access, then of course that's like a square one. Like that's there's yeah. no benefit. It's, but it's root zero at uh, <laughs> square one. Root but, zero. But, but like PUBG is a game I'll never touch again because the cheating is so bad and I love that game and it, it ruined it for me. And the same thing has happened with lots of other games in the past for me. So I'm very much like I am as a player for a game that I really enjoy. I'm willing to hand over more access than I than a lot of people are because I don't have that kind of sensitive material on my computer and I don't store, I just don't really store sensitive information there. So it's kind of like, I don't really care. So I have like that kind of perspective on it, I guess, which I can totally understand not wanting to give a program that kind of access, but I, it would be great if just everyone would stop cheating and then it wouldn't even be a problem. That's, <laughs> but I, that is a, people, <laughs> you are far more optimistic than I am, Pat. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't think it'll ever happen. I just think it's scumbags who ruin games for people. And I would love, yeah. I, I, am, totally. I, I guess like not in real life, in real life, I don't have the same opinion, but in video game life, I kind of, am like, I don't know, like, make it so these people can't ever play again or something, you know, like go after them hard. But, but this, the software has to work for that too. And it it remains to be seen if it will, because they're taking a lenient approach right now to try to understand how people are attacking Vanguard. So we're not really seeing it operating in a, in the capacity it's designed to operate in, which is to stop that stuff. Um, The game could release and they haven't acquiesced at all to people concerned about vanguard's access and people still are cheating and if that happens it's like okay well this just sucks then (laughs) it's just bad uh yeah i just i don't know i have very strong feelings that this is a really bad approach i have for weeks and i these false positives feel even worse it's like yes try a new system that's fine i don't think this is a way to do it this is like handing a toddler assault rifle like you don't know how it's going to act and the consequences could be really bad and you won't know what those consequences are until they happen. Like I said, I wouldn't predict the false positives. Like that's something I didn't even think of. And uh, like now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely not installing this because if this starts encrypting my drive or something like that without my permission, because root access would allow it to do that. Nah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just but I think it up, makes sense. Up not, and, like, no. And it 
it it's it's I think it's fair to be frustrated at it, but I also think, you know, the answer is not using it. And like it is like this stuff was all pretty heavily messaged up front to, in their like blog communications. Um and so it, to some extent it's also a beta. So I think when you uh, when you play it you're kind of understanding like you have to understand that like you're at this this is kind of a wild west situation with the specific software <laughs> maybe they could is, be even better about messaging that but it is vanguard uh riot only like, yes is this, this is their proprietary thing weird and they, it, it sounds will, like they want to put it into league and yeah, all that other I would shit. Assume. yeah it sounds like all their games they want to use i don't think Twitch league is. has a particular problem with cheating so i don't know that like I've never uh, seen cheaters in league. I, you know, there could be something, but I don't. I don't know. Um, uh, not that I'm aware of, unless you've got like some sort of skill shot thing. But yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to watch it unfold, and um, I think they're getting a lot of super valid criticism, and none of my feelings that. Well, none of my like laxer stance will mean anything if they don't respond to the criticism, make the program better and try to find more ways to accommodate people. I mean, if it's just like they if this is all we get, then, of course, that's like you just shouldn't play the game. Uh, and I will continue doing that <laughs> yeah, till they remove this completely. Like. All right, and by the time that happens, it'll just be impossible to play. Anyway. And I don't it'll think it'll so ever good. happen that they remove this completely i I think that they will they need there's improvements that obviously should happen and hopefully will happen but i think at this point they're pretty set in stone on including this tool to some extent which means i'm very likely never going to play valorant (laughs) even though it looks great it looks like the kind of thing i would really love just fundamentally i won't play it all right well moving on to our next news story there's a big old leak from nintendo (laughs) that the ship got real leaky a big old leak with all sorts of like internal documents, development documents, source code for the Wii. I wonder uh, if the person who, debug code. Do you think they had Valorant installed on that computer? <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, Probably. No, the the weird thing is Nintendo doesn't use computers in their office. All this stuff was stored in file cabinets, <laughs> punch cards. Uh, but since everyone is out uh, working from home because of uh, COVID, someone just snuck, walked right into the offices in Kyoto and just like, oh, hey, look at all this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so source code for the Wii, I believe, stuff for like the N64 and GameCube had already leaked from like similar uh, hacks. Or yeah, leaks. like some N64 demos that came out of like, like what, that were yeah, never demos. released and stuff. Debug um, versions of like Pokemon games. Yeah. All sorts of stuff got out there. It's, it's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably never see any um, any use or anything significant from any of this because the most useful thing for it would be emulators. Yes. And anyone who uses this stuff for emulation would go away forever. Yeah. Go, yeah. And, and it seems time. like people yeah. who are doing stuff with Wii, like, it doesn't necessarily provide that much new information uh, mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. who know the Wii really well, but like the, 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 Dolphin, the Dolphin project. Yeah. Emulator is good. Yeah. Like, uh, like so if, that's just an interesting thing. If y'all remember that, um, 
the was it it was the Bethesda v John uh, John Carmack like that whole yes. lawsuit when yeah. he moved over and like oh you brought some proprietary code with you we're suing you like you brought the code to Oculus how dare you like that's the kind of lawsuits you would see towards regular people um, yeah. and yeah. like if they were to use any of that code anywhere so like yeah. that's the reason like you're never going to see a legitimate like Dolphin Project start using that so. yeah right so. Yeah, uh, just an interesting leak where there's a lot of stuff oh, that doesn't normally get out there. Yeah, as as a coder, like I've looked through some of it, and it's just fascinating to see the way they structure it. And like, obviously, this stuff is like 15 plus years old. It's like, oh yeah, we still do a lot of this stuff today. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, next news story. Yeah. <laughs> this this story. Fuck yeah. Uh, EA is finally. Finally answering our prayers and making a new skate game. Fuck yes. Well, well, may, not new. It's, it's like a remake of a, of a skate game. Skate three. Is, wait, skate three. Wait, wait. Skate three. That, that came out. Skate three to modern to modern. But, well, mobile devices. Wait, but sorry. Three. Sorry. What devices? Mobile. But what? Like 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 a laptop. Uh, more more mobile. Like. Like an iPad, uh, Pro with a keyboard be, and mouse. You'll be able to play it on an iPad well, Pro with keyboard and maybe, mouse. Maybe, sure. maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know about keyboard and mouse, but iPad Pro probably. Yeah, think think more mobile. Yeah, this thing is real fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so supposedly, according to a skateboarder, Jason Dill, um, I like the way you source that. A, according to a skateboarder, uh, <laughs> skateboarders are like. <laughs> The <laughs> leakiest ships. Yep. Skateboarder Jason Dill uh-huh. on his podcast, Stop and Chat, uh, said he heard from EA and they said, Hey, we're we're putting skate three on mobile devices and we want you to be in it or something. Uh, so they're gonna like apparently they're gonna like add stuff, add content to this mobile version of skate three. And he's like, All right, is that it? And they're like yeah, no, that's it. He's like, what the fuck? You, what about Skate 4? And they're like, no, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, this is what everyone wanted, right? Like, new Skate game? Yeah. So, all those, I don't know. Uh, yeah. wanted, all those people that wanted, every day for years and years and years and years have been commenting on EA's Instagram posts. <laughs> skate 3 came out in 2010. It did. You can yeah. play it on an Xbox One right now. Yeah. Today. I have it installed. It's, it's a good game. It's can fine. Play it on xCloud? <laughs> It's Probably a 10 year old game. Yeah. Like uh, it, it hasn't held up as well as some other 10 year old games. Does it seem like it would play well on your phone? Nope. With, with an on screen uh, control scheme. <laughs> Do you know what else is a bad game that doesn't play well on a phone? That Tony Hawk game that came out last year. Like, uh, yeah. I don't phones think... are not a good place to play skateboarding games. Yeah. Cause skateboarding yeah. games, kind of timing is pretty important as well as yeah. fid- fidelity of control. Mm-hmm. And even though you can Bluetooth controllers, like that's that that Tony Hawk skateboarding game still feels like ass with a controller Bluetoothed. Like yeah. it's, it's all the uh, recently, all the recent Tony Hawk games have <laughs> felt like ass. It seems that's true. Uh, uh, so sorry, Robomoto. <laughs> supposedly, there's still a Tony Hawk game in the works. Yeah, yeah. I, but I just it's. Yeah. Not that it doesn't make sense to put out a skate skate three on mobile. Like that's fine if that's like part of your 
relaunch of that franchise, but the notion that that is at all in any way, shape or form going to be something to excite people who uh, have been asking for those games is right. And very absurd. You have to know that this is going to disappoint people. (laughs) Like, yes, this is like the, the PlayStation experience where they're like, here's final fantasy seven on the PS four. Yeah. And it's just like a, it's, it's a remaster. Like a it's, like, it's, yeah. it's like what they do. No, with, it wasn't a tech demo. It was the PS one game ported to the PS four. Are you talking about final fantasy eight? Cause where they, no, 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 this was like the first. PSX oh yeah. yeah, yeah, before, yeah. This right. is like 2014 gotcha. or whatever. But like recent before they announced rec- final fantasy seven remake. Recently they were like, Oh, we're going to put a, a new version of final fantasy eight. It's going to be so much better. It's just the PS one game slightly upraised. Um, uh, I, but, well, no, but well, they did that in like 2013. Yeah, but yeah, Final about. Fantasy VIII, the game was just gone, yeah. and then they were like, "Okay, no, we actually did a remaster." Yeah, sorry, Pat. What's up? I will say, I do think before the collective skate fandom goes too far down this rabbit hole, it's like, and I'm not picking on the skateboarder. I don't know anything about them, but Jason Dill, Jason Dill, <laughs> skateboarder, put some respect on the man's name. <laughs> do you, I mean, it's entirely possible that what happened is Jason Dill's agent got a request for a licensing agreement for him to sign to put, to put his name in and, and the model that they already had in a skate three re-release. And it listed a number of platforms, including mobile platforms. And then Jason Dill remembered that in an interview as yo, fuck EA. I don't Nobody wants mobile <laughs> skate three. And it's like not really 100% of the story and not really 100% of what's going on. Yeah. So this is all hearsay. Yeah, yeah, as far as sources go, it's it's this is hardly <laughs> definitive. Yeah, I don't mean to disrespect Jason Dill. He's probably a cool <laughs> dude. But um, I, uh, I, if you're a skateboarder it, it, in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I, again, skateboarders are, in my experience, very cool people who I enjoy hanging out with and being friends with and stuff but also not the most reliable my best sources. friends are skateboarders not the most reliable sources at all times for uh detailed uh launch strategy information oh, for yeah. major video game companies you know what would be cool if like not to say a reboot of the skate franchise but if they made like some like, like a sequel like a, <laughs> that but also like a separately branded like skate go or something that was kind of like an ollie ollie or something like that actually sure. is like yeah. kind of designed around that platform that'd be cool but I could also see Skate Three remaster or you know re-release and mobile go. being one of the platforms, and mm-hmm. it's like an actual way to to gauge interest, but on everything. Sure, yeah. If they mm-hmm. they do like a Burnout Paradise remaster kind of thing, totally. Yeah, that like kind that of thing. Kind of thing? Yeah, sure. that would be that could be welcome. Maybe we'll find out in Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest. <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. If, uh, if there's like an EA Live, because uh, they have said they're doing that, right? I haven't seen that. Uh, probably. Okay. Uh, there's also believe... every possibility that Skate 3 is not coming to mobile devices and that this was some kind of renewal of a licensing contract in the event that they decide they want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we never hear about it again. This this guy might have been like, I don't know. Okay, let's let's Google Jason Dill. <laughs> let's check his let's vet Jason okay. Dill. What kind of oppo do we have on guy? Jason Dill? How old is Jason Dill? Uh let's see. There's a thing on him. How old is this guy? How old is Jason Dill? I don't know if age is necessarily a uh indicator no, of well, No, because if he's like 
if he's like 22, it'd be like, he wasn't in, like they probably didn't oh, license gotcha. him for, for a game. For Skate three OG. Yeah. But it seems like he, he has been around for a while. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, he's 43. Okay. <laughs> uh, so our next news story, uh, is speaking of, Oh, geez. Yeah. I don't know what we're speaking of. Billy Mitchell, <laughs> back in the news. Hey, great. Uh, Everyone, everyone's favorite. Every, everyone From loves Billy Mitchell. The hit movie, King of King Kong. Of Kong. <laughs> Part of me uh, before, when I saw this news story on the thing, was like, do we really have to talk about Billy Mitchell? Because <laughs> Hot like, Sauce I mean, Mogul from <laughs> Billy Mitchell. A lot of this uh, stuff, I think he does for attention. I think we can. Yeah, we can, I mean, yeah. We can give ourselves sixty can, seconds on this one. Oh, it's fine. Want. I'm not offended. We can talk about it. It doesn't offend me or anything. I just think it's funny because I think a lot of the reason that he does this stuff is because then on another ten podcasts, people say, "Oh yeah, he has hot sauce," and then maybe <laughs> then people a, look up the hot podcast, sauce. Thousand listeners, a hundred of them look up the hot sauce, and then five of them buy it. Yeah, <laughs> and then he makes more in sales than he had it the month prior. You know, fair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he so Billy Mitchell has sued uh, Twin Galaxies yep. for wiping his Donkey Kong and all his speedrunning scores. What I kind believe. of damages do you are you looking for? When defamation yeah, it's, is it's, he's it's basically for saying, "Oh, he was a cheater," which, uh, which he was, and <laughs> and also allegedly. I don't think that like. I just don't think in court it holds up that we no, took your scores not. off a scoreboard is defamation, you know, like, yeah, I, I think it's the whole thing around it saying, oh, he was a cheater and oh, it's hurting his reputation. Is there a case there? Probably not. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just going to guess he's probably not got a case. Uh, no. He's also sued some YouTubers. Yep. Um, I believe Apollo Legend is one I saw. Who was filed with a yeah? Who he's who's made uh, some lawsuit. pretty popular videos about the topic, but he he is a popular speed running YouTuber about like the community around speed running. Yeah, uh, like kind of historian, <laughs> and has definitely done videos on Billy Mitchell is, and that whole scenario. Is he going to start suing like the giant bombcast because they said they think he cheated? <laughs> like what are oh, what, what's I mean, the end honestly, game on this like, shit? Like. <laughs> I've died. Well, I'm sure we'll get a well, letter yeah. any day. Now. Hey, I'm going to say this. Billy Mitchell cheated. He now, totally cheated. Yeah. So now we can get sued too. And he's Go an asshole. It. Also that. <laughs> like, it's not, I don't. It would be one thing if he was more? like the super sweet guy who made a mistake once and was having all this horrible stuff happen to him. I'd have some sympathy for that. But like, <laughs> by all accounts, he's a fucking dick. So, yeah, like if, if it was um, F and Jordan Mechner or something that like got some slander put against him. I'd be like, no, Jordan Mechner is the best, but Billy Mitchell is an active asshole to everyone in the world. <laughs> like every time you hear stories about people meeting him, they're always like, yeah, I was a jerk. Yeah. He wouldn't take a picture with me. He wouldn't say hi. He ignored me. Wouldn't sign my hot sauce. Wouldn't sign my hot. Yeah. It's he poured like, hot sauce all over my baby. Oh God. <laughs> Keep Todd Howard away from him. Uh, yep. But yeah, I don't know. I just think it's funny. And I think it's such a clear cry for attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's give him no more attention. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's funny. All right. Next story. Uh, we should have put this after our Nintendo uh, leak news. Oh, yeah. oh well. 
fan-made Super Mario 64 port for PC came out. 4K resolution, nice silky smooth frame rate, yeah, but no emulator required. Yeah, really nice. Was. And uh, Nintendo's lawyers are having none of that. <laughs> Nintendo in general. Uh, copyright infringement, of course. I mean, they've especially done that scenarios. with like fan games and with fan ports yeah. and stuff. So that's not terribly surprising. I, I think not at all. I think it's fair. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair. Honestly, too. especially and, if um, they do end up porting uh, Super Mario 64 to Switch with the, like what they're, they're talking about. I, yeah. mean, I mean, that, that cool, is directly. Yeah. It's a cool yeah. project. And like, it's cool that this person was able to to put this team was able to put all this together. But it is piracy. Like, it's pretty. It's, right. it's using assets that they that, you know, Nintendo generated and stuff yeah i I mean it's pretty blatant i'm i'm more sympathetic when things like um am2r is like Mm -hmm. that's a game that i don't know if there that felt a little bit that felt authored in a way that was like you could just take the work that you did and apply it to a to your own game and charge yeah. money for it and you're not charging money for it. And this is a thing Nintendo's clearly not going to do themselves. So it's just, except they did. And no, I did. That. I mean, at the time though, at the time that seemed wild. Like that didn't seem yeah. like something that would ever happen. It's, it's just um, funny that no, you're right. You're right. And that's actually actively working. And that is, Metroid that too. makes it make a lot more sense as to why they went after that team. So I, I'm not really trying to argue that yeah. they shouldn't have there either, but it, it felt that felt more like at the time, like, Oh, well that's kind of fuck. It kind of sucks for Nintendo to do that. Whereas this is the sort of like, it's pretty direct port that looks really nice, but it's pretty direct port of that game for a platform that it, that every, every time one of these like fan remakes happens where like the, like the, another Metroid two remake or this super Mario 64 port, I just think, why would you put all this time and energy into something that is so obviously Gonna going get to get hammered, lawyers yeah. on your ass? Like, well, yeah, like it's not like you're Nintendo's obviously talented. History. This yeah. isn't like this isn't. It, it's not even just Nintendo. It's like any company. Like Capcom's right. done this. With, I mean, any uh, company, but Nintendo has like a history of it too. So it's like you know that. They're not a they've company a that's just going to let they've stuff slide IP. or whatever. Well, I will say that yeah. some a lot in, in some cases, people from these teams get hired. So like, yeah, I I can see it as a resume building tool for them. And you're going to be able to get this thing if you want it that you'll be able to. Oh, yeah. So it's it's just just because they got at cease and desist. It doesn't mean that it's not. going Oh, yeah. It's on the Internet. That's not some Beyonce. Get this off the Internet shit. Yeah. Just and I'm not even um, really saying I would shame anyone who checks it out either. It's just. Oh, no. It's very clearly piracy. (laughs) Um, It. It's just, I don't know. I I can't see why you would want to pour the time and energy into developing something that is obviously going to get, possibly get you into legal trouble, uh, at least get you like on their radar in a bad way. And like, why not put your, that time and energy into making something like a spiritual successor to Mario 64 or, you know, something based on that, but just not, not that. Well, and I think some people do that too. Like if you look at like, if you look at Temtem, I'm sure that those people making that game 
could have also just made a version of Pokemon. Yeah, yeah they could have made a yeah, Pokemon fan game that would have gotten yeah. taken down in five minutes. Pokemon Gun. Yeah, they could have done it. Even, they could have made Pokemon Gun for sure. Yeah, for even PC. even like okay. ukulele to an extent. Yeah, right, ukulele. yeah. Like, that's the exact kind or like of a hat like, in time, or like any of the like recent 3D platformers that uh, have come out, or like Time Spinner. Yeah, what was the Mighty Number no. Nine? There we go. Yeah, that was one of the Mega Man people, wasn't yes. it? That was, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not the that Mega I, Man not, person, not that IP. <laughs> yeah, and it went really well. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah totally. Everyone, right. everyone loves it. Um, but yeah, look, no, it, it's it is kind of interesting. Where sorry, KG and Afune, I believe, was who, was who <laughs> did Mighty Number no. Nine. Yeah. It, yeah, it's just something I haven't been able to. Uh, every time this comes up, I always think like, why would you? No, you I could, yeah. yeah. You could do anything and you choose to make their lawyers come at you. I'm, yeah. I am I think I kind of see it from both sides cuz I also have that reaction but then think but whenever I think about it I'm kind of like, well, but like the AM2R guy ended up getting a job at the studio that makes Ori um, yeah, and worked on on Ori and the Will of the Wisps. So like I I think with AM2R especially like that was like a spinoff like in yeah, its own right. Kind of like, a different thing. Could, you could have made that almost that exact game and just not made it Metroid. It just made it a Metroidvania, Metroid-like type game, but not made it Metroid, and yeah, like it would have been sold it for mm, 10, 15 bucks on Steam, mm, and yeah, name the main character been legit, like main character Sammy, and like you know, like she's yeah. she's blowing up the the Maltroids. Yeah, there you go, really nailed it, yeah. and then you don't have. You know, Nintendo I, kicking in your door. I guess I think these people are generally like they're clearly smart people to make these things. So there has yeah. to be some explanation as to why uh, they don't maybe it's do just that. like you're going to get more attention if you say, hey, yeah, here's like a Metroid game or N- Nintendo's not making Metroid an, games, but I made a Metroid or it's game. an art thing where like I need to use these sprites because I don't have the, the capabilities oh, like, to do like, you are. Didn't they have to make their own shit like Bubsy 3D? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> totally. Same thing. Exactly the same thing. You, you know what I mean? Like that Bubsy 3D, uh, what is it? He goes to the... Oh, James Conn. James Conn. Thank you. Thank Con. you. James, why did but, I say James Conn? The actor. Yeah, but like, <laughs> that's, that's what I want to play. Bubsy 3D, the James but, Con, but That's right. straight up using Bubsy 3D assets. But like, ain't no one going to come after Bubsy. Well, there's that. And also <laughs> it's not, it's like a weird parody so like, yeah. I, they could on like, hey, you're using our no, yeah, it's uh, very different. IP, very, very yeah, like, it it is <laughs> like I'm, almost fair I'm use. I'm surprised Applebee's did come after them, <laughs> considering a core part of that game is yeah. b- destroying an Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, um, but they could say it's satire. And, but you know, are is Apple? Fairy, like, are you going to stand up to Applebee's in court? Are you going to you know? Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, who knows? It's pretty good. Oh, I love that game. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, more stuff yeah. uh, falling on from last week. Last of Us 2. Some more uh, Some more deets have come out yeah. about what happened. And uh, real quick, uh, we'll talk about what happened first, then we'll talk about uh, the other development this week. So, uh, those who are unaware, there was a massive... Uh, leak of Last of Us Two story uh, yeah, information, cut twists, scenes. cut scenes, major twists, and plot points. 
uh, all like high quality from like March, February ish. Yeah. But this came out like a little week ago, two weeks ago. And it seems that the way uh, everyone, there's a lot of speculation that it was like an employee who disgruntled yep. for whatever reason. And then came out, according to Sony, they identified the person or the people responsible and they were not affiliated with Sony or Naughty Dog. And now we have some more details about how it probably happened. Well, Alex can probably speak to more about how this would work. I don't think they explained how it happened, but they explained the vector by which it happened. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. so basically what happened is. Um, but there was some Kotaku reporting and just like people in the know on Twitter were who talked to people in this like hacker community who have mm. gotten into Naughty Dog's things. Yeah, so. It was found in old code bases for like Uncharted 3, 4, and original The Last of Us that they store yeah, their S3 keys in uh, in their code base. Uh, S3, it, it comes from Amazon. It's their Amazon web service, which runs like 60 to 80% of the internet. Like That's an exaggeration, but it's not that far off. Uh, S3 is basically, if you've ever used cloud storage like Dropbox or you know, Google Drive, etc., where it's just massive storage in in the cloud, quote unquote, the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what S3 is, but it's meant for like corporate scale. So, like, if you are downloading, uh, you go to whatever website that is now hosting movies that came out, and you can rent them and you can download them. They're probably using S3 to store the actual like 10 gig file or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So. Uh, Naughty Dog was using S3 to store all of their assets and code base, etc., and probably backups of that code base. I would imagine because they're probably using some like GitHub or something. Mm-hmm. But um, but for the large files, yeah, they're probably on S3. And S3 keys are what you use to access that. They're heavily encrypted, um, very random, and almost impossible to brute force. So. Um, that is what leads me to be pretty selective about the language of saying like we don't know the vector because I know how hard those are to brute force. They're like very, yeah. very, very well encrypted, um, like as much as an SSH key, if not more so. Uh, well, so my understanding was like in these folders or in these like file mm-hmm. uh, files for the games, there were like there were files for this the subsequent games so like uncharted 3 had stuff for last of us in their files and that helped them get into the last of us full like files and then that had stuff about uncharted 4 and then that had stuff about uh, last of us 2 which is how they ended up here which i would find really baffling <laughs> if that if yeah, that yeah, is maybe. the case because like like i don't think it was like oh they bunny hop from one to the other but it was like but this has been known for a, a little bit, it seems. Yeah, but it seems like the kind of thing where you would need a little bit of help along the way. Like, I'm not trying to implicate anyone at yeah. Naughty Dog, but like, uh, I can't really think of an apt analogy. But like, you can figure out someone's username, and that's no problem. You know, like yeah. you can, like that's there's two halves to an S3 access. There is, we can boil it down to a username and a password, which is an ID and a key. Uh, so you would need the full ID, which is usually like twenty-five to forty characters that are randomly alphanumeric, uh, and then you need the the key, which is 
a couple hundred characters also completely randomized, and it's also what's called hashed. So not going to explain hashing right now. We don't have two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, just know that it's what makes passwords secure. Um, so like if I type my password as password one two three into wherever I'm logging into, oh shit, that's our fuck. That's our podcast password. I need to change password one two three to something else. Fuck. That's the that's our <laughs> password to the podcast. Yep. The, so if you want to log into the podcast and change all our podcasts, you just yep. use uh, xx Alex Sephiroth four twenty sixty nine xx <laughs> and the password password one two three. Why are and you then you can log me? into the podcast. Why are you doxing me? <laughs> but like, let's say for the sake of argument, this is a very like ten second explanation of hashing. If you are, if your password is set to A, like the letter A, that's it. When you hit submit, it isn't actually being submitted as A. It's going through this thing that encrypts and decrypts it, basically. So A becomes like a four hundred, not four hundred, but let's say like a really long string, and you're checking if that really long string matches what's stored. You know, um, so it's a way of encrypting, and that is really, 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 really impossible almost to reverse engineer, which is why passwords are so secure. So, like, again, I really heavily doubt that hackers did this without some kind of, you know, pushes, pushes, pushes in the right direction. Yeah. So it's hard to say. Like, it is hard to say that could have been. Um, I think that the theory that it is disgruntled employees sounds pretty, a lot less uh, realistic than it did yeah. initially. I, I would agree uh, with that too. And I think it's a good example of like, um, and I'm guilty of it too, to an extent. Um, like when this kind of stuff happens, just sort of relax a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, wait, wait, <laughs> like, for de- wait for deets, and 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 even the deets, like the deets don't change anything. Like the leak oh, yeah, went what out. Is, what does it matter? Yeah, it <laughs> sucks the, uh... for for people who worked on the like. Yeah, I, like it's the, a lot of my opinions from before are still the same too. Where it's like it's a hundred percent valid to be concerned about spoilers. It's a hundred percent valid to feel bad if you're on that team that the game leaked. It's also like. Maybe a little heavy-handed to say we know thing we know that the leaks have created a difficult time for people, which is like <laughs> that is a whole separate thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, and that's what I mean. Is my my I have my opinions on that stuff still kind of stand? It's yeah, just like same. Yo, video game leaked. It, it's okay for it to have very degree varying degrees of it sucks and whatever, but like at, not, at the end of the day, it's not the worst thing in the universe. And speculating about it on Twitter is just kind of a waste of time. It's not the worst thing in the universe, especially right now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, Um, yeah. Well, there was some more Uncharted, or not Uncharted, (laughs) Last of Us 2 news this week as the game went gold, uh, as it's getting ready for its June release date, right? June? Yep. Yeah, okay, June. Uh, June release date. And as part of that, they released, I guess, their final story trailer yeah. at this point. Yeah, I haven't actually watched uh, it. <laughs> uh, people are not happy about the content of those spoilers, I guess, so much so that uh, Naughty Dog or Sony, whoever had published the trailer, had to turn off comments, likes and dislikes mm. and all that jazz on YouTube. I mean, it seems smart. Honestly, if I were them, I would turn off comments on anything that they're putting on YouTube just because... I wouldn't want people to spoil things for anyone in the comments. You know? Yeah. Um, 
So I, I don't think a lot of times I think it's kind of like snark, like a little cheeky when companies turn off comments on videos. But this is a, an instance. Yeah, where it, it, makes it, makes, it makes sense, especially if, yeah. you know, like you're not seeking out leaks, but you're seeking out the trailer. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah, like that's, uh, they're posting it and people are like Kevin Spacey was the killer the whole time. Wow, that's there's so many reasons why then I would have an that would be less of, less of an opinion of Naughty Dog and The Last of Us. Uh, that would be a I'm very one. interested. Um, I don't want to say excited because I have a feeling it's going to go in a direction that's going to make me pretty mad. But I'm very interested to see how the discourse for this game goes. Because yeah. like I, I already have friends who at this point are saying it's going to be the greatest game of all time. And what about Kingdom Hearts 3? I think <laughs> that The Last of Us 1 is one of the most overrated games, as I have said many times on this show. That's my control. Damn it. And I'll say it when I want to. Uh, and so I think it's, it'll be interesting to see what the people who went bananas for The Last of Us 1, Ooh, um, which is banana. fine. I'm not saying it's bad, uh, but uh, a game that I think is, you know, pretty decent. Uh, thing if they also have the same reaction to the last of us too because there's a certain point where i start to wonder how much of it is just like fanboyism of its own you know yeah uh, naughty dog has a bit it, of fanboyism it, associated with yeah it. yeah people people sound not happy at all with uh the stuff in the leaks i i don't yeah. know exactly what any i don't want to comment uh, on it too deeply because i don't want to spoil it for anyone but it's it sounds like it's a mix of toxicity of things that are very valid criticisms mm-hmm. of narrative direction. And also I've seen a lot of stuff from people that's like, well, it's just a SJW game now. So it's, <laughs> it's like, it's hard to parse how much oh. of the, cause I'm not, I, I haven't spent tons of time digging into the leaks. Yeah. It's hard to parse how much of it is like valid criticism and how much of it is, they actually went sure. for some things and people are mad about it. What do you think uh, is yeah. the likelihood that they release the butthole cut of the last of us two? Pretty low, unfortunately. Mm. No, uh, I, oh, mm. you know, well, GameStop didn't send out a promotional email talking about the butthole. The only buttholes so. I'm interested in are like, if they're, if there's <laughs> horse buttholes, like if you ride a horse, the horses should have buttholes or giraffe buttholes. If there are I, giraffes, I don't care about the buttholes. I just want immaculately modeled, uh, horse testicles. That's good too. Um, that's one of the highlights of, of Red Dead. Oh, I really too. wish I could title our episode Immaculately Modeled Horse Testicles, but I can't. There's not really anything stopping you, I but know. I guess if you don't want to, then you don't have to. We probably shouldn't. We probably should Probably not. You're right. You're right. Uh, It'd be fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see how the, how the discourse around the game goes. And maybe I, it'll I, actually I, be I'm amazing. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play yeah. it, but even since seeing some of the story, like the trailers, uh, kind of like late last year, I've been kind of like, I don't know. And, and maybe I'll be wrong and it'll be really good and it'll be good enough that I'll want to go back and play the first game again and stuff. Like, I don't know. Uh, it could be. I know that I love Troy Baker, so this is not a like, I have to say this somewhere and it's going to make me sound like a dick oh, and no. I don't mean to. I'm sorry. Oh, you never want Troy, to Baker, Troy Baker's voice no, again. No, no, no. I like Troy Baker. Troy Baker put out a tweet that was like, I'm sharing this here not because of a marketing deal, but because I am this character. I love this character. He is me or whatever. And then it was like news that the final story trailer was dropping. And I was just like, dude, (laughs) come on. (laughs) 
I'm sharing this piece of marketing material, not because I signed a deal, but because I love these people and this character. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Baker and Nolan North are in dirt. Five. I respect to be clear. I'm yeah. sure I, I have no reason to, 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 to be, like, I'm not saying I think that Troy Baker is being disingenuous or dishonest with that. It's more just reading that tweet was a challenge for me. It's a little much. <laughs> it was a little much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that uh, it'll be great to see. I hope that they play their Avengers characters in Dirt 5. God. <laughs> They're both in the Avengers, right? Yeah, they, they are. are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which ones are which? Who's, oh, who's who? <laughs> You're asking the wrong questions. I don't uh, know. I couldn't tell you who's playing. Troy Baker. Games. Troy Baker. No. It's, it's Nolan North is Iron okay, Man. Okay. That, that tracks. Because there was the clip I where he's talking about like, well, it, Tony Stark's really interesting because he like, where's this mask? Yes. <laughs> I, I think that Troy Baker's probably Scarlet Witch. That would be so good. Yeah. I would be so down for that. <laughs> and it, it's not, it's not like a model character. It is him in like photorealistic the, sh- sh- photo, photogrammetry. They only the show game. up in, uh, in, in FMV cutscenes. They're yes. Scarlet, which is not playable. Every time the camera cuts to Scarlet, Witch, it's a green screen of Troy Baker. <laughs> Fuck. I would play that. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so much better than the actual Avengers game that's coming out. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, uh, okay. A few more news stories. These two can go real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tokyo Game Show and Paris Games Week have been canceled. Canceled. Tokyo Game Show at least has an online event planned. I, I don't recall if Paris Games Week has an online it's event good. planned. They should cancel them, sadly. But it's it's a bummer. Uh, Bit Summit, which I was hoping to go to this month, uh, was canceled, canceled. But they're having like a online the bit summit Gaiden, mm. uh, which they have been organizing. I don't know when that's going to take place. Cool. They've tweeted about it. They're still organizing. Um, but yeah, so there'll still be something going on in that space for indie creators. So games are, games are still going to be shown. It's just, they're not going to be able to, we're not gonna be able to play them, but you know what games you can Wait, play. What about Paris games week? We talked about it. Oh, sorry. Canceled. I say I said yeah, both. My bad. I get canceled. I just heard Bit Summit. I must have been not paying attention. But oh, uh, uh, yeah, no. It's, I started with Paris Games Weekend, Tokyo Game Sorry, Show. Anyway, whatever. some games you can play right now. Square Enix games. There's a whole mess of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fifty four. Kane and Lynch. Yes. Kane and Lynch two. Yep. <laughs> Legacy of Kane. That's a good one. Wait, is Legacy of Kane uh, in there? Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Ooh, Soul Reaver. That's also a good one. Um, the Tomb Raider. Uh, Tomb Raider 1, Tomb Raider 2, Tomb Raider 3. This is tripping me out because I'm looking at this list in a different order. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just Uh, listing games that are... It's got like Thief. Like it's got the good Thief. Thief 2. Uh, It's got the fourth, right? (laughs) No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't have that one. one. That one's already in my library, so no worries. Got Hitman. Just Cause 1 and Just Cause 2. Sleeping Dogs. And Just Cause 3, actually. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, mini ninjas. Yeah, and uh, Deus Ex games. Yeah, this is but it's a legit gr- grouping of oh, games. Wait, it does have the fourth. Oh, it does. It has Thief Gold, Thief Deadly Shadows, or Thief Gold, Thief Two, Thief Deadly Shadows, oh, and, then and the fourth Thief. Oh, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. That sucks. Um, okay, but either <laughs> way, it doesn't suck. 
Um, it's not a good thief this, game. This this uh, this list is wild. Like the way it's ordered, it makes no sense. Like yeah. number two on this list, Just Cause Three. Number eighteen or nineteen, Just Cause and Just Cause Two. <laughs> no, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, I love it. it makes no sense, but. Anyway, uh, real quick, we could talk more about this. Oh, and, li- and life um, is strange. We don't have to. It's it's a bunch of good games, but but like and uh, not as good games. Hundred percent. And so until May eleventh, which is a couple days, uh, Monday. Um, hundred percent of Square's revenue from the sale on Steam no, hundred percent of Square's go. revenue. Mm-hmm. Didn't that, isn't that what I said? You said on Steam. This is just Square's revenue everywhere. Yeah. No, from these bundles. I thought they had messaged that it's actually Square's revenue. No, uh, as part of the initiative, we're releasing Steam bundles featuring many of our greatest games at bargain prices. A full 100% of Square revenue from these bundles will be distributed uh, to charities across North America. I saw a, I saw a different revenue. message. Okay, that's fine, though. Keep going. Yes, so 100% of the revenue from these bundles will go to charities, uh, like Pat said. So you can get like this bundle that we were just talking about with like how many games is it? 54, 54. Like, including Daikatana. Billion. For $32.07. Uh, it's probably, well, no, uh, that's my price. Yeah, so depending it, on yeah. what games you own, it's going to be, it's like 95% off though. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's More a, games. I, sorry. Good deal. Most and of them. I, I see good. a statement until May 11th, 100% of Square Enix revenue will support some incredible causes. So now is a great time to check out. Okay. So where is, where is that? Uh, that's one of their official tweets from Square. Yeah. So anyways, 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 whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They're, One way or another. They're, they're supporting shit in a good way, and they're yes. it's a real baller collection of games. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah. especially if you don't have a lot of these games, like like Daikatana. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially Daikatana. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, if you don't have like the Tomb Raider reboot or Sleeping Dogs or something like those are good games to kind of. Yeah. Those you will know, give you quite a lot of time to. Oh my god! You know, I I'm gonna make a statement. I think if you're two hours into a gaming podcast that is going this deep on these kinds of news topics, <laughs> you should play Daikatana because you should understand what that game is. <laughs> From a history I've of never video played Daikatana. <laughs> you should play Daikatana. It's yeah, not it is, good. It is John Romero. No, that, that's why I haven't played it. Like, I haven't bothered. But it, that was a big I've, deal when that game came out. I've played Sleeping bad. Dogs, and that is a good game. Oh, so. cool. Oh, this, hell I, good I was game. just looking at the list. It actually comes with like a lot of the DLCs for these games, too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's awesome. There's a lot of content that's in there. Yeah, I I, I own quite a few of the games, and it still (laughs) says that uh, I would get 91 items that I don't already have. So like, yeah, yeah, and I own most of the like recent. Man, this is the kind of stuff I miss on uh, Steam. When you have yeah. bundles yeah. like this, (laughs) and also like just the deals where you're just like, for me, the price is like twenty five dollars for like a bunch of extra stuff, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so rad. on this list, number 11 is Tomb Raider 5 Chronicles and 12 is Tomb Raider 6, The Angel of Darkness. But I l- glanced at it and I thought it was Tomb Raider Cruel Angel Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Angel of Darkness oh, no. is not good. The do, first five do, Tomb Raider games do, 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 are do, 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 do. Probably don't hold up. Angel of Darkness sucks, though. Uh, cool yeah. story. All Shitty right. game. Anyways. Yeah, uh, okay. Cool. Last few, last pair of new stories. Let's do it. Yeah. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, surprise, surprise, is the start of a new franchise. I thought this confirmation was very strange because anyone who didn't think that. Well, considering uh, EA's love for canceling Star Wars games, uh, I wouldn't take anything for granted. 
But yeah, this was one of the ones that managed to get out and was generally well received. It was well received and made a lot of money. And if you play it, the story definitely leaves it open for more of them. Oh, yes. 100%. So like. (laughs) 100%. 100%. I would have been surprised. I would have been shocked if they had not made a sequel. If anything, I'm shocked that they haven't made DLC for it to to continue the story. You you say that, Pat. There is Uh, DLC. It's not the same Thing. It's uh, sounds cool. It's combat challenges. Uh, you can make your own combat. That's the part challenges. that sounds cool. You can basically like eh. spawn five of the bosses from the game in a small room and force yourself to fight them and stuff <laughs> like that, which sounds pretty neat. Yeah, cool. Uh, so it's weird how like we're eight months after the release yes. of that game. Uh, that's interesting it's, but hey uh it's also weird it might have come out sooner but you unlock like skins and stuff for playing the combat challenges which is strange because it's a single player it's game a single player and game and there were already a ton of cosmetics in there to find which were cool i mean i enjoyed swapping the looks out on my character and stuff but yeah it's just weird yes uh, trying to see if there's any other new journey plus uh, it's a new game plus uh, but you keep your collectibles uh, that's okay and yeah that seems like it's yeah that seems like the majority of it new game plus and some battle challenges and make your own battle challenges okay and our last bit of news this is unprecedented move by the esrb all right this is this is shocking (laughs) cyberpunk 2077 is rated mature by the esrb i was expecting Uh, customizable genitals i do think that it's a little um the headline was like made it sound like way pervier than i think it's actually going to be in the game (laughs) i'm pretty sure that this is just like hey like it, it, it doesn't you can do this stuff like it's all it, it's based on ESRB's language around the game, which is not marketing mm. material. So yeah. it's not like cyberpunk well, saying like, hey, you can customize your dicks <laughs> and other parts. Well, that's always that's, I thought that was kind of always the case. Yeah. The know. like marketing up until now, like every time they've shown the like, create a character screen, it's always been blurred out. Uh, yeah, because there's they're naked characters. There's been a lot of talk about whether or not you can create like uh, intersex characters yeah. and mix and like mix and match uh, genitalia as you <laughs> wish. Uh, they have not, I don't believe, committed to anything of that sort yet. Um, if the CSRB thing is to be believed, it does say that you can I have think- different configurations of. Mm-hmm genitals which would I feel like a saints row game but you do yeah. that yeah so that's why i think it's i don't think people should put too much stock in this i think you need to we need to wait oh until God. the game comes I, out well i mean i think a, a saints row game let you choose like male genitalia and then also give yourself well, breasts I believe, and stuff like I that i believe in saints row 2 gender was a slider <laughs> Yeah. yeah, maybe that's if what I I'm thinking correctly. of. And then like they they changed like there was like sex appeal and like three or four, yes. and that was just like genitalia size or breast size, uh, yes. depending on the gender you chose and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but what's interesting is Saints Row kind of made it into a joke, which I don't really have an opinion on either way. Um, yeah. But like, 
this sounds like it's maybe a bit more serious. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. And my hope is that a lot of this is going to be driven by feedback that they received about their poor handling of this sort of stuff in previous communications. They haven't had a major communications misstep in a while. Um, At least we had a. It just. Oops, sorry. It gets back to. Did did something just happen? No, please. Did we just have a major communication? <laughs> no, I think, no, I think it, I was talking about this with some friends who are really into cyberpunk as a genre and it gets to that genre is just loaded and rife with lots of lots of potential pitfalls for handling representation and um, race and gender and um, sex and like and and addiction and homelessness. And like there's just so many places that cyberpunk attempts to that good cyberpunk attempts to critique society. Um, and so there's a lot of places where they could make some pretty big missteps and, yes. you know, hopefully they are doing their best to avoid doing that. Yeah. Uh, to quote, and I just don't think we can know until it comes out. Yeah. To, to yes. quote one uh, stranger piece, AKA Jeff. Hmm. A million thinking emojis. I wonder yeah. how much, I wonder how much CD Projekt Red is trying to utilize that for getting ahead of the transphobic stuff. Yeah, in, bar- and, and in I, parentheticals, unsuccessfully. <laughs> and admittedly, I am a pretty big fan of their previous work, so yeah. I am rooting for them to. And I mean, I think anyone would be rooting for them to get it right. No one's rooting for them to to be transphobic. But um, well, that's not true. They're probably uh, people. But yeah. fuck them, and they suck, and their opinions <laughs> don't matter. So uh, also, also that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think we just have to wait and see how a lot of that stuff is, is handled. Um, firsthand. Yes. I, I, I hope that they get it right. They won't because <laughs> well, like, that's the, and that's know, the thing, right? What is, what is right? But, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, but I think like they're a, we haven't seen what they've kind of we haven't seen the finished product but i we talked about this i think at e3 last year when some of the stuff came out about the uh trans transgender character who's modeled in like well it was was an advertisement yes yeah yeah yeah. but uh in the game uh that is like a a, is a person with breasts and a penis very like prominently displayed in like a tight uh cat like pleather thing and and talking about like the way it objectifies people and specifically talking about a drink called manticore also which is a which is transphobic in and of itself to put Mm -hmm. and 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 that's a conscious decision to do that that's not a that's not a oopsie that's a that's a conscious decision so it's hard to and and like there is no the groups of people are not monoliths either. So it's so hard to like, it is totally valid to be hypercritical of those things. And um, there will be numerous instances in this video game where there are probably going to be groups of people that are hypercritical of aspects of it. And that's a good thing for them to be hypercritical of it. I think we need more games with this sort of, mass market appeal that tackle these issues so they can it'd be great if they could tackle them well uh but even if they don't do it well to bring those conversations more to the forefront i think the key and get more people interested or at least a like aware of the things they're saying i think the key is going to be 
I think we live in a world now, and I would hope that CD Projekt agrees based on the way that they've addressed issues. Like when The Witcher 3 came out, it was not particularly appealing to play from a controls perspective. It was very mm-hmm. floaty. The momentum was bad. They made a lot those of people are soft. They made a lot. I mean, I was one of those people for sure. Um, You're soft. The, the, they made a lot of, in my opinion, positive changes to that game to make it feel better to play. I would hope that if they release this game and there is things that they clearly drop the ball on, that there would be a willingness on their part to acknowledge those mistakes and adjust their content appropriately um, for things that are outright phobic or bad. Um, It does get into difficult territory of like who gets to decide what those things are. And if, and like I said, people, groups of people aren't monoliths. So I don't know. It's a very interesting, whether or not changing that even actually addresses anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Does it, Um, does it, does it, is it like an, an adequate apology for, and I think that the answer is, and, and I don't know how much this is something that they're, that they've done or are doing. I would guess Mm -hmm. not because it usually is not, but this to me, the answer is hire a more diverse set of developers and writers and staff to make sure that you're having voices like that represent those groups represented on your writing team. Um, and in this day and age, the idea that you somehow can't do that is bullshit, uh, especially for a company like CD project. So it's just hard. We'll have to sort of see how it goes. I I agree though, with the premise that I think it's important for games as an art form to try this stuff period, even if they fail to get it right. It's just, you have to actually try and not exactly half-ass it. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I'm still very excited for that game. Admittedly, like I won't, I won't lie. Uh, yeah. I think it's probably my most anticipated game right now. And I really hope that they uh, do a good job with that sort of stuff. Um, Absolutely. I'm skeptical that they uh, will, but I, I certainly hope so. I don't think they'll get a hundred percent right, but Hey, if they mm. get it 99% right. No, I, I don't think they'll get that I close, guess what but. I mean is I hope that it's... <laughs> I hope they do. I hope that it comes off as a sincere attempt to get it right. I think sure. it's impossible yeah. for them to make to make something that touches yeah. on this stuff without offending certain people well, in those groups. Look at Disco uh, Elysium. Sure. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly, like yeah. You wouldn't, I wouldn't say 100% of that is right, but what they do, no. what they do, do is valid. Nah. And it's clear. <laughs> and it's clear. It's clear to me that Studio Zom is a group of people that want to explore themes in a way that is respectful and responsible and mm. and um, you know intelligent. So even though they don't get a hundred percent of things right, I when I play through that, you can take bits of it out of context and they seem pretty offensive. But when played through as a piece, I think it actually is clear that they're in they're coming at it from the right um perspective yeah. i guess yep. even if they don't like get you could every element you could right. see a clip of someone playing like the complete asshole and, and, absolutely. and but you don't get like the added context of everyone else treats them like shit if you yeah. play like, or like right. you just look at kuno stuff and you know 100 yeah. percent, yes that and that's the stuff that before playing disco Elysium, i heard about it and was really wary of yeah but i think that that stuff is actually completely knocked out of the park um and so uh but it's also very valid to be offended at it too yeah. to be clear so yeah that's it's it's an interesting world for sure yes rate it rate well, it in for mature <laughs> yeah 
It's not AO. So, yeah, you know, they didn't go as Based far as they could have. Based on the ESRB's comments, it almost sounds surprising that it's not, but... You know, we live in a different time. Yeah, we, for sure. We live in a society. It sounds per, quite yeah, a bit do. further beyond uh, hot coffee, at least, in terms of the sort of things it portrays. Uh, well, after the lawsuit, they had to tone down the hot, the heat on the coffee, so it's not quite as hot. Release but, the butthole cut. Uh, you know what? The, with the PC and the mods, there probably will be a butthole cut of Cyberpunk 2077. Not the same thing. Robo buttholes. And on that note, (laughs) (laughs) like the aperture on a camera. (laughs) Oh God! Why did you say that? Because I thought it. I couldn't be the only one to sit with that thought. Oh. Uh, thanks for joining us for oh, episode. I'm in a part of Final Fantasy where I'm fighting a bunch of robots too. Oh, Andre, I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about Andre, this. Andre, thank you. Like the aperture of a camera is a perfect episode. To there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we'd really appreciate it if you went to uh, podchaser.com/gamingfix and reviewed the podcast, uh, so we can find out what you like or what you don't like about the podcast, <laughs> so we can do better. Maybe uh, in like a week or so from now, we'll have a, a little giveaway where you can also give us some feedback and get some games. Maybe. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. That's we'll oddly, see how that's things go. It's an official announcement. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is in the works at some point in the near future. Maybe we will. You will be able to. Maybe we might ask a survey for your opinion. Possibly. Wherein there maybe. could possibly be a giveaway. Maybe nothing is uh, nothing set. Perhaps we will record a Final Fantasy VII remakes remake spoiler cast next weekend. Although I haven't yet talked to our friend uh, Jeff, our friends at Jeff or Chris about timing on that. So if you're listening now, we were thinking next weekend. (laughs) If Jeff's in the chat, uh, hit F to pay respects. Um, Yeah, so we've got some stuff. I just published my Final Fantasy VII review before we started this podcast. So you can go to fix.space and check that out. Yeah, that game's good. It's pretty good. Uh, Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, So yeah, you can go check that out, fix.space. I'm going to have a few more reviews of some VR games, Half-Life Alex and Pixel Ripped 1995 coming up this week. I swear I'm going to do it. I got to finish Half-Life Alex. I've got time. And uh, yeah, so you can follow the podcast at Fix po- at Gaming Fix Fix Podcast. Fix Podcast. <laughs> Fix podcast. I am never going to remember because it's it's different at Gaming Fix on just Twitter. Re- register all of them. Yeah, we should. Um, yeah, so let's see. We need to get. We need to buy some some URLs to redirect to our Twitter. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, well, you can still go to mcclunky.net and redirect to oh, hell yeah. our, our podcast website. My so. favorite one ever is that Emmanuel Myberg from Motherboard. Uh, if you go to ask.bargains, it goes to his Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. This is so funny to hear. Um, uh, you know what? I, I'm going to say it. I think our website looks pretty great. I like I like our review layout. Uh, so go check it out just, just for that. Uh, it's some nice uh, design on there. I think Alex did a bang up job. Fixed off space. You, fixed off space. <laughs> and you can find me 
Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite 90s anime, on Twitter, at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Allison, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. And Alex, where can people find Sleep you? Them. And Pat? You can find me on Twitter at PJC Plays. I also finally streamed, like I said I would, on Mixer uh, this past week. Playing some SnowRunner. You can find that at mixer.com slash PJC plays. Also, I'm going to try to do some more this coming week, too. I just remembered there is somewhere else Great. that you can find me. I'll be guesting on another podcast next this coming week. Ooh, what, 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 what's we'll, the podcast? We'll find out next Saturday. Oh, no. That's quite the tease. Uh, oh, we, we have to wait. You have to find. We have to yeah, wait. We're going to really? tease the tease. Okay. We're going to tease the tease? Oh, my God. All right. This thought now. That sounds this, like a man who wouldn't know. model Damn, a horse's butthole to me. Like an aperture of a camera. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining me, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Never have I regretted saying something more. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.